Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Report on it earlier. That's why I didn't report on it because I just got it here this last week on last month's numbers. And once again, my friends, we are definitely breaking the ground here. That makes uh, the watchers of the top four cable news network shows look paltry by comparison. But where are you supporting the show? That's what really makes me scratch my head. Why aren't you supporting this show? The numbers are showing you're out there. Why aren't you supporting it? Just really good question for you because liberty is not free. Freedom is not free. That's for sure. And running a network like this is not free. So, hmm, just makes one wonder, really wonder, because the numbers are out there that you're listening. Why aren't you supporting it? But anyway, I digress. Before I left off the last half hour, I started a letter, an open letter to Attorney General Eric Holder from a former FBI agent, and for those of you that are just tuning in this hour, this letter has been confirmed even by Snopes to be true, which just really blew my mind, my friends, because I went and I looked it up. I wanted to see, you know, is this thing really being true, and and when Snopes says it's true, I'm like, oh my goodness, really? And it says this, and they're confirming it be true? It'd be their normal routine and just not say anything if it's true. So you're left wondering, gee, wow, Snopes isn't talking about it. I wonder if it really is true. But they confirm it true. So anyway, carrying on with his evisceration of Eric Holder, the FBI agent, comes and says, to be blunt, Mr. Holder, I am appalled by at your lack of leadership as the Attorney General of the United States and your blatant politicizing of the Department of Justice. Your actions, both publicly and privately, have done nothing to quell the complex racial issues we face in our country and have done everything to inflame them. As the top cop, quote unquote, of the United States, you share in the blame for much of the violence and protests we are now witnessing against law enforcement officers honorably serving throughout our nation. Now I have to cough, cough, wheeze, wheeze here because, um, well... You know, really, seriously, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if this offends you, if you are either a law enforcement officer yourself or you have family or friends that are law enforcement officers. Just think about that name in and of itself. Law enforcement officers. That's what we have. We no longer have peace officers my friends and that 
is a horrible crime against the American people in and of itself. But this FBI agent continues and says, during one of your first public speeches as Attorney General, you made a point to call America a, quote, nation of cowards, end quote, concerning race relations. That speech, followed by other public announcements, where you emphatically opined that the odds were stacked against African Americans in regards to the enforcement, there's that word again, enforcement of law, your intention to change the law and permit convicted felons to vote after incarceration, and your changes to federal law ending racial profiling are poignant examples of how detached you remain from the challenges faced by law enforcement officers serving in crime-ridden neighborhoods throughout your nation. Now, let's stop here for a second here, and let's dissect that. This really shows that this is an FBI agent. Because remember the concept that it used to be of, quote, paying your debt to society, quote, unquote. Remember that concept that you paid your debt to society and then you could rejoin society as a full member of society? Well, what's one of the rights of full membership in society? How about voting, how about the right to self-defense, etc., which means the right to keep and bear arms. Now, unless you are involved in a violent crime, especially one using a firearm or other deadly weapon, that there's an exception, one exception that I could go for. But the only problem is you make one exception, and inevitably it creeps and expands to where it's now everything. But this right there, that language proves that this is an FBI agent because he can't see that there is – and I was shocked when I announced it before, and I'm still shocked to even think about it – that Eric Holder was actually right about one thing. And that was the idea that once you paid your debt to society – you have the right to be in society again, which means being able to vote. So there we go. That proves that this is an FBI agent right there. Then he goes on. These opinions are also indicative of a man that lives and works in the elitist bubble of Washington, D.C. Your performance as the nation's attorney general during the Trayvon Martin case in Sanford, Florida, and the Michael Brown case in Ferguson, Missouri, clearly highlights your myopic view on this topic. Contrary to your embarrassing prejudgment in the Brown case and evasive post-trial remarks in the Martin case, neither Brown nor Martin were targeted and or killed because of their African-American race. I didn't know, my friends, that there was an African-American race. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Could you please show me an African-American race? Where, where would I find that on, on a census form, you know? Please choose your race, African-American race, uh, or uh, Negro, or Caucasian, or Hispanic, you know? Show me African-American race. Where is that listed? Show me where that's listed in the indices of, of various races in the world. I, I just don't know where that's located. So please show that to me if you can find it. But I digress. Where was I? 
Um, he goes on. Rather, as non-emotive investigations determined, both teens died as a consequence of their own tragic and egregious behavior, behavior that involved a violent assault on, on a law-abiding citizen in the Trayvon Martin case and a violent assault on a young police officer by the Michael Brown case. Yet you, as the number one spokesman for law in Enforcement, there's that term again, in the country blame the death of these men on years of institutional racism and the alleged epidemic targeting of African-American men by police departments around the country. Nothing could be further from the truth. Well, actually, there is a lot of truth to that. It's just it's not as bad as the race baiters make it out to be, but it is pretty bad, okay? But I digress. He goes on and on and finally gets to it and says, let's get this straight. At a decisive moment in history, when our nation required a strong and unbiased voice from its senior, here's that term again, law enforcement official, you, Mr. Holder, made it your personal mission to join with other racial antagonists and politicize a tragic event accusing a young white police officer of a racially motivated killing in what we now know was a justified self-defense shooting of a predatory felon. Your behavior is unbelievable. You, sir, have sacrificed your integrity. Wait a second here. You, sir, Eric Holder, sacrificed... That, that, that sentence is implying that he had integrity. You have to have integrity to sacrifice it. Again, this shows that this is an FBI agent writing this here, my friends, because after all, if he was an FBI agent, he would and also remember, FBI, it, this clearly shows why FBI really does stand for friendly but ignorant, okay? And if you are an FBI agent out there, and I know you're listening because I've got the reports that you're listening that the FBI is listening to this show, well, that's what you are, friendly but ignorant. That means you wouldn't be able to find your rear end with both hands and a guide dog. That's how ignorant you are. You're so ignorant that this is the way you talk, just like this guy's talking, that Eric Holder is sacrificing his integrity. He can't sacrifice something he doesn't have, just like the FBI can't sacrifice its integrity, because that would mean it has integrity. It does not, my friends, as we have proven time and time again on this show, showing how by J. Edgar Hoover's own hand, he writes that all special agents are above the law, all the way up to and including perjury on the witness stand in trial as long as it results in a conviction. Well, of course you're going to get a conviction if you're allowed free pass to do perjury because the jury is going to assume that because you're under oath that you're telling the truth. And that must mean the other guy's lying. But if you have a free pass to just commit perjury on the stand under oath, a free pass to lie, cheat, steal, prevaricate, etc., of course you're going to get a conviction. Is it any wonder why they have a 99% conviction rate? Hmm. Well, anyway, back to the alleged integrity of Eric Holder. On the altar of political expediency, 
You, Mr. Holder, are the coward and hypocrite. You so well again. He can't be a hypocrite if he doesn't have uh, integrity. So you know, again, friendly but ignorant. You so loudly denounce when speaking of a broken race relations in America. Well, okay, well on that point he's a hypocrite. That's for sure. Anyway, my friends, he goes on. He goes on. He talks about out of wedlock births. Drug abuse. Well, excuse me, we wouldn't have drug abuse except for your insane war on drugs. Hello? Uh, rampant unemployment. We wouldn't have rampant unemployment, hello, if we allowed people to have full integration back into society. But no, like I said, my friends, I know of people, many people, that have been clean and dry, if you will, from contact with law enforcement, courts, and jails, etc., for 10, 14, 20 years. And they are still, after all that amount of time of being clean and dry from those activities, still being denied advancements in employment or advancements in housing, etc., because they had a conviction 10, 14, 20 or more years previously, at what point does one regain society? Hmm? I mean, if you want to overcome this, my friends, you've got to accept that at some point someone has, quote-unquote, paid their debt to society as the old expression goes. When? When does it happen? Hmm? It's a question that I've been asking for a long time. But anyway, he goes on and does talk about a whole bunch of things. A whole bunch of things. Jim Crow South. Institutional racism. Doesn't mention how it was institutionalized by the Democrat Party, practiced and preached by the Democrat Party, how the Democrat Party funded and founded and runs still to this day, the KKK, among other things. No, no, it doesn't talk about that. Again, the ignorant part of the I in FBI, friendly but ignorant, okay. But he goes on and talks and really lays out his case from the ignorant point of FBI, granted. But to hear someone talk like this who is actually on the inside and now is outside because he's retired, It's rather refreshing, my friends. Anyway, he goes on. I'm just skipping through and picking out things here because it is a rather lengthy letter, my friends. And he talks about civil rights population, a tiny fraction of the U.S. population is targeted and and such. And and, and then he – oh, here we go. In closing, Mr. Holder, I will leave you with this thought. You were given a rare opportunity to lead with integrity. Well, again, in order to lead with integrity, you've got to have it, but I digress. During a variety of divisive and controversial issues during your tenure as the 82nd Attorney General of the United States, and rather than be a man of moral courage, you chose instead to cower, further inflame racial tensions, advance false narratives, and play progressive political activists. Well, Gee whiz, Mr. FBI agent, you are doing the same thing, advancing false narratives, but I've already pointed that out. He 
says that Eric Holder has time and time again chosen to politicize the mission of the Department of Justice. Well, excuse me, there's another example of friendly but ignorant. That's exactly what the Department of Justice at the federal level, which has no bearing upon the states united of America, that it's sole and only jurisdiction is within the confines of the District of Columbia, naval and military bases, forts, docks, and arsenals, and territories of the United States. That's it, my friends. What jurisdiction over me where I'm at right now? None whatsoever. At all. Period. End of discussion. That's it. But, again, friendly but ignorant. So, anyway, he goes on. And writes and says that he served in the FBI from 1997 to 2008. And he sent CCs of this off to Senator Mitch McConnell, Senator John Cornyn, Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Harry Reid, the <clears throat> Honorable Bill Flores, the <clears throat> Honorable John Boner, and oh, the <clears throat> more Honorable Nazi Pelosi. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Ugh. I knew this would get my blood boiling, but I had to do it anyway. Okay. Question, my friends, and this question has those at Media Matters and other places. Oh boy, does it have their tongues a wagon! Oh, how dare he even think of this, let alone talk about it? Well, I'm going to talk about it too. Rush Limbaugh asked the question if Obama sought a third term. Would anyone stop him? Yes. This was prompted by a listener's call. And Rush, or Gush Limbaugh, as I like to call him, made what initially sounds exceedingly unlikely come across instead as still likely, but not beyond the realm of possibility. The listener's question was, even though the 22nd Amendment prevents President Obama from seeking a third term, what if he decided to remain in office after January 2017? Limbaugh outlined an intriguing hypothetical on his radio show. I think you ought to hear about it, my friends. Here's what he said. This was on his radio show on the 6th of this month. He said, Let's put this in a scenario because some of you might be thinking, all right, Rush, now this is, we're now going too far. I mean, now all you guys thinking Obama doing this and that, and he's violating the Constitution, but he would never. Well, let's construct a scenario and see if it is even the slightest bit of believability. And let's establish some things that we know to be true that Obama also knows, and chief among those, is that the Republican Party has said, that impeachment is off the table. And more than once they've said this. The Republican Party has made it clear that they will not use that constitutional measure as a means of reining Obama in and maybe even getting him out of office. They have also made it clear that in just the most recent vote on the funding for the Department of Homeland Security, that they will not use the power of the purse to stop Obama. Okay. So those two realities equal Obama fully aware the Republican Party will take no steps to stop him in his ongoing violations and running up the edges of the Constitution. Now, 
let's fast forward this to say May or June of 2016. Let's say that Mrs. Clinton has withstood all this email stuff. Elizabeth Warren has not gotten in the race. Al Gore took the temperature and decided not to go, and that it's just Mrs. Clinton and Joe Biden. On the other side, the Republican field has a great list of possible candidates, and they will have by that time engaged in a vigorous debate, which may have served to educate the country on the foibles and problems of the past eight years, and the country may be looking forward to a dramatic change in the election of 2016. And Obama, fully aware of this, would go on television and say that the Democrat field is so weak that he's not confident that Mrs. Clinton can win. He might even take steps to get her, you know, to make sure she can't win. And, of course, he said this on the, on the 6th of this month, my friends, and now we've found out that who was it that really nailed her Clinton on the private server issue, why it came from Valerie Jarrett and from inside the White House. Hmm. So already, you know, Rush said this, and then later we find out, gee, it's, it's coming true. But anyway, but let's continue on here with the thing. Where was I? Uh, yes, to make sure she can't win and sabotage her campaign. Well, we're seeing that. And then call a national speech to the nation in which his main point is that it's beginning to look like the Republicans will win the White House, and this is something that he can't risk. Not after eight courageous years of transforming America, we just can't pull it all, put it all at risk of being unraveled and undone by those racist, sexist, misogynistic, whatever else Republicans. And so as a service to the nation and to his accomplishments, he's going to forget the 22nd Amendment and either not leave office or run for re-election himself as the Democrat nominee. Just imagine that scenario. I don't care how unreal it sounds, how unbelievable it sounds. Imagine it. What would anybody do? What would Mitch McConnell do? What would John Foner do? Mark Levin would have a heart attack. And Rush says he would probably have an aneurysm. But what would anybody do? The Supreme Court would say, nobody has standing here. Remember that? You don't have standing here. There's no case yet. Obama hasn't done anything yet. We can't do anything about this until he actually serves a third term. And then you've got to bring a case to us. That's what they would do. Think about it, my friends. And what would anybody do if he says this? The media would be cheering it. Put all this in the mix. This guy's out there thinking about this. It's hard to believe. It's so unlikely. But don't think that Obama, planning on staying in Washington part of the time, he's got a plan to continue to live in Washington after he's left? Mm-hmm. For that exact reason. Whomever the next president, Republican or Democrat, if that next president starts to unravel any of this, Obama's on television every night. He knows he's going to have the media in his back pocket, and whoever the next president is, well, is not going to get away with anything without a huge fight from Obama. And we have an instant message. Let's see what we have here. And, oh, yes, oh, yes, the Supreme Court. And they'll tell you that you can't sue a sitting president. Remember that, my friends? With Bill Clinton and Obama, you can't sue a sitting president. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Thank you. See, I can't remember everything, my friends, but I try and remember most things. Anyway, so 
what would the Republicans do? I think the odds are the Republicans might call an emergency constitutional convention and amend the 22nd Amendment, permitting Obama to do this, because their fear of being critical of Obama would destroy their chances of winning with the independents. Now, that's what he said. And he's being deliberately provocative, to be sure. And the scenario he describes remains difficult to envision because, well, first off, the GOP leadership declaring impeachment off the table is based on the assumption that Obama leaves office at the end of his second term. You know, well, maybe this would galvanize and unite them. Maybe. And uh, maybe they would draft articles of impeachment the same hour as Obama's announcement, if such announcement was made. And, you know, I don't know. But would he? And, of course, um, elected officials come to mind, various secretaries of state, and since almost all of them are Democrat, you know, they'd have to um, refuse to put his name on the ballot. But some of them actually went to the Supreme Court, remember, and said it's not their job to vet him whether he's qualified. They simply have to put him on if the DNC says that he's on. So, you know, there's things to think about, my friends. Things to think about. Okay, links of interest. Oh, my God. Uh, we're out of time here in this, and we've got 33 links of interest. I don't know where I'm going to fit it all in, except maybe I'll just have to say that. I've got 33 links of interest, and I ran over time on doing everything else. That's how target-rich environment we had this week. I mean, it's just, oh, and no, I'm not asking for more time. I'm just simply telling you that's how hard I'm working to try and bring you information here, my friends, that I'm overloaded. I've got enough here for two more shows just with these links of interest. How much is going on out there, my friends? I'm trying to make you aware of. But if you're not supporting the show, you're not getting the show newsletter, so you don't even know what the links of interest are. I'm not going to be able to tell you what they are this week. Oh, well, sorry. I say. You're listening to the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC sees in use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is a coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541 541- 
888-225-4659 or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit discount gold and silver trading at dgscoins.com. That's dgscoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Back to the Constitutional Crusader Show on the American Voice Radio Network. I'm your host, M. Roy Ben Shiler, Constitutional Counselor, and still all around pain in the rear ends, bureaucrats, and petty thugs all over. It's still Monday, March 16th, 2015. It is 3:30 out here on the 4:30 out here on the left coast. Um, let's see. Uh, some of the more important of the 33 links of interest. Uh, from the Good News Department, Michael Brown's mother and stepfather may be facing felony police charges against them. Woohoo! Uh, another one, don't hold your breath, but McCain is coming out against Loretta Lynch as the primary challengers loom on build the dang fence. Yeah, Redux all over again. Yes, I'm first. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. Exactly right. Uh, uh, how about this one? It'd be wonderful if they actually did it, how a GOP lawmaker is proposing an ATF Elimination Act. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Um, under the Gomer Pyle surprise, surprise, surprise file, Report, Brian Williams suppressed divisive stories that made Obama look bad. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Oh, here we go. On the subject of background checks, remember Gifford's shooter passed the background check and would still pass the current proposed improvements on background checks? Well, the story about Gifford's husband, who failed the same background checks that her attacker passed, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, yes, and, 
And we have Bio, who's uh, made a, a bullying or anti-bullying czar. And, um, and well, who's best to head an anti-bullying campaign? Why, a big-time bully, of course. You know, one that's, um, uh, well, he's a homosexual, and he's told Ben Carson that Ben Carson can come and suck on his, well, not his thumb. Let's put it that way, okay? Um, uh, a nice report here on telling kids that they're special will foster narcissism. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we have a president who's told us how often he was told as a child he was special, and look what that's gotten us. Um, uh, oh, God, cool, blah, 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 blah. Uh, all sorts of good things. I'm just skimming through them here. Um Oh, great warning from Rand Paul has come true. And he warned us, you know, we send arms to Syria, it's going to end up in al-Qaeda's hands. Well, guess what? Surprise, 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 it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, a story here that makes you have to wonder, why is Florida so desperate for this child's penis? Yes, they want him to have his penis cut off. He's just an eight-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, because there's a parenting plan to do it. Oh, okay, I get it. Oh, because there's a parenting plan. We should cut his penis off. You have to really wonder why. Hmm. Um, and you know, uh, how about this one? You've seen the movie The Empire Strikes Back? Well, how about this? Walker Strikes Back Against the Empire. Oh, you've not seen that one? Well, here's a rough draft for it. Walker Strikes Back After Obama Rips Him on Right to Work. Very good, very good, very good. I love that. And here's a blah-ha-ha-ha-ha snort, and he said it with a straight face. Jesse Jackson says that it's racist to call him or Al Sharpton race baiters. Really? That's interesting. Um, uh, here's one, a very good question. Why does Michelle Obama's mother live at the White House? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, exactly. Very good question. And here's another good one. I've noticed an uptick in social media. I've noticed an uptick in the reporting on the outrage, outrage over people that are killing bald eagles. So as an experiment, I posted this article about this green energy wind turbine farm that's been given a get-out-of-jail-free card for the eagles that they kill. And the response to my posting this, <laughs> I'll let you know when I get one. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. I'm not. You know, because it's a green energy. Windmills is good. doesn't matter how many eagles they kill, you know. Um, and finally, um, uh, oh, yes, and finally, number one link of interest. Oh, boy, I, I left out a whole bunch of my friends, but here we go. Number one link of interest, what is it about this narcissist BO that attracts so many other narcissists? Yeah, we have deluded Kerry, who's comparing himself to Churchill and Lincoln. And what? Because he's so courageous in fighting, are you ready for this? Global warming. That's what he compares himself to Lincoln and Churchill and Gandhi and a whole bunch of other people because he's so courageous in fighting global warming. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I said, narcissist BO and attracts other narcissists. Okay, critical thinking segment. This actually is a link here, my friends, and i got to click it. There we go and bring it up because it's uh, – because of the link it is, I can't import it in the, into the newsletter. So here it is. I finally pulled it up here. You've heard this joke before, but maybe you've not heard it with the 
twist at the end and the twist that's at the end of this one, well, you tell me if this doesn't nail it. A man named Chuck, young man named Chuck, buys a horse from a farmer for 250 bucks. Now, this is critical thinking, my friends here, so put on your critical thinking caps here. What if this really happened here? Hmm? And doesn't it just describe at the end? You'll get it at the end. Here we go. So here we go. Young man named Chuck buys a horse from a farmer for 250 bucks, and the farmer agrees to deliver the horse the next day. And the next day, the farmer drives up to Chuck's house and says, Sorry, son, I have some bad news. The horse died. Chuck replies, says, Well, then just give me my money back. The farmer says, Sorry, I can't do that. I've already went and spent it. Well, Chuck says, Okay, then bring me the dead horse. The farmer says, well, what are you going to do with him? And Chuck says, well, I'll raffle him off. And the farmer says, you can't raffle off a dead horse. Chuck says, sure I can. Watch me. I just won't tell anybody he's dead. Well, a few months later, the farmer meets up with Chuck and asks him, well, what happened with that dead horse? Chuck says, I raffled him off. I sold 500 tickets at $5 a piece and made a profit of $2,495. The farmer said, well, didn't anyone complain? Chuck said, just the guy who won. So I gave him his five bucks back. Chuck grew up, and now he works for the government. Oh, my friends, there's your critical thinking. Because <laughs> this is, this is the mentality, my friends, of those in Media Matters, the Southern Poverty Law Center, and of course the government that that monitor this show for the racist, sexist, hate speech that I spew on this show, anti-government speech that I spew on this show. Yeah, that's that's their that's their mentality, my friends. Okay, it is now time for the oh, and this really irks them. I cannot begin to tell you how much this irks them, and it really irks them that this is the most listened to That really irks them. It's the Roy's School of Guerrilla Lawfare. That's L-A-W for Learn and Win Through a Better Education. And today... I'm going to tell you about a federal judge that says no Second Amendment right to own firearms. Mm-hmm. Federal Judge Kimberly J. Mueller, an Obama appointee. Well, imagine that. An Obama appointee. Oh, my goodness. Who would have thunk that, you know? Well, said in a decision, um on Thursday in February, I don't have the exact date, okay, said on, said on a decision that the Second Amendment does not apply to firearms. The so-called gun rights groups have only themselves to blame for the decision. I've been telling you about this for a very long time, my friends. Uh, eight groups like the NRA and others, if they really were, really seriously were looking at preserving all your rights that they claim with their lips that they want to preserve, they would be working in such a way as to make themselves not necessary anymore. 
but they've gotten so big and so much money involved that they, well, they can't work for that goal, which is why they compromise so much, my friends, which is why I'm not a member of them, okay? Well, back, this is how it works. This is how it has worked. Back in 2008, the United States Supreme Court published its first in-depth analysis of the Second Amendment in which it held that the Second Amendment is an individual right unconnected with service in a militia. I told you about this on this show, my friends, back then. Okay? Two years later, the high court would hold that the Second Amendment applies to all states and local governments. I told you about that, too. In 2008, the Supreme Court also said that the Second Amendment guarantees a right to carry arms openly, but that right does not extend to the carrying of arms concealed. In doing so, the High Court affirmed state court decisions upholding prohibitions on concealed carry dating back to 1810. And I told you about that. And I told you how it would lead to, and it has led to, many states now enacting open carry laws. That, And some of them so open saying, you don't even have to apply. You just have to be a lawful abiding citizen. And that's your permit, if you will, to carry openly. Now, under our system of law, lower courts are bound by U.S. Supreme Court decisions. Well, we'd like to think so, but I digress. Federal district and federal appellate court judges might not like a particular Supreme Court decision, but they are, and they are free to say so in their decision. But in deciding a case, the lower courts are bound by the prior precedent set by the Supreme Court. The leadership of the so-called gun rights group did not like the Supreme Court saying that concealed carry is not a right. They filed one lawsuit after another in various federal circuit courts in which their attorneys argued that when the U.S. Supreme Court said that open carry is the right guaranteed by the Constitution and that concealed right carry can be banned, what the high court actually meant was that open carry can be banned And once a state bans open carry, it must permit concealed carry. The danger of this illogical argument, and I told you about this at the time, my friends, is that if adopted by the lower courts, then the U.S. Supreme Court decisions upholding the Second Amendment become meaningless. And the Second Amendment means whatever the lower courts want it to mean. The danger is even greater because the Supreme Court does not grant petitions to correct mistakes of law by the lower courts. The high court will wait until the lower court, the lower appellate courts disagree on a point of law. And even then, that is no guarantee the high court will step in to resolve the split between the lower courts. Let me give you an example, my friends. Here in Oregon, 
the system that's set up in Oregon is that there are and the same number of judicial districts in the state as there are justices on the Supreme Court. And every justice of the Supreme Court presides as the chief appellate judge over each judicial district. So that means whenever you are convicted of something and you appeal it to your judicial district appellate court, a member of the Oregon State Supreme Court is the head of that appellate court that you're appealing to. Are you following me? I hope you are. So there is a law here in Oregon, and the law is about switchblades. And it's very open it's very ambiguous. It's very, it's so ambiguous. It's so open to misinterpretation. Well, it's not funny, my friends. And every single, every single judicial district in which someone is convicted of having a uh, switchblade knife and appeals, all you have to do is appeal and cite the fact, now it's become so widespread, cite the fact that every single other person who's appealed has had it thrown out on unconstitutional grounds, and the court, appellate courts have said, unconstitutional. Boom! Your, your conviction is now overturned. But you have to first be convicted, and then you have to appeal. And then once you appeal, boom, it's wiped out. Now, someone who's not familiar with this process would go, well, if every appellate court within your state has overturned it as unconstitutional, why is the law still on the books? That's a very good question. It's the same sort of thing that we're talking about here in this case here about firearms. And that is because the state has never appealed their being overturned at the appellate court level to the Supreme Court. And because of that, the Supreme Court has never heard a case as the Supreme Court. They've only heard it as the individual justices of the Supreme Court at the appellate level. This means that if some attorney general of a county or judicial district was foolish enough to bring it before the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court would say, we've already ruled on this at the appellate level. This court, this law is now overturned. Bingo, bango, bongo. It's done. It's over. And now the state has lost a huge leverage tool to use against you. They will no longer be able to arrest you or charge you with an unlawful uh, holding or possession of a quote-unquote switchblade knife. And that just gets wiped off the book. Just like that. And that is why they never appealed it. And those of us who are aware of such a thing, myself included, 
who fought and won against supposedly carrying a concealed switchblade knife, which was a Kershaw knife, which I am now holding the very Kershaw knife that was seized from me. And listen, you hear that? Click. That's it right there. And it's made by Kershaw Knives here in Oregon. These are made by a knife manufacturer here in Oregon, Kershaw Knives. And they called it a switchblade knife. And the president of Kershaw Knives and the designer, Mr. Ken Onion, came to court and showed how this click, there we go, this is not a switchblade knife. It does not fall under the classification of a switchblade knife. And to prosecute me for having a switchblade knife under that when they have a patent which shows it's not a switchblade knife is ridiculous. But their law is so vague and ambiguous that under their vague and ambiguous law, well, they call it a switchblade knife. And they arrest me on that, on having a quote-unquote switchblade knife. But it's not. So it was thrown out. Now, I tried to say, listen, I've been prosecuted for this. I'd spend time, money, and energy. I'm going to the Supreme Court and saying, hey, listen, you fought this. You've heard this in every single one of your appellate courts. It's time to hear it. You know what they said? You don't have standing. Only a state attorney general or county district attorney can bring this to us, and you're not one of them. Ah, I get it now. So it's the same thing here, my friends. The danger of these illogical arguments that these gun groups are doing is that if adopted by the lower courts, well, then the U.S. Supreme Court decision upholding the Second Amendment becomes meaningless. And the Second Amendment means whatever the lower courts want it to mean, and you'll have no standing to bring it to the Supreme Court. The danger is even greater because the Supreme Court does not grant petitions to correct mistakes by the lower courts. You know, so that's it. So the argument that states can ban open carry lost in every federal court of appeals until two judges on the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals accepted the arguments made by these so-called gun rights groups, such as the NRA, its official state organization, the California Rifle and Pistol Association, as well as the Second Amendment Foundation and Cal Guns Foundation. Now we're waiting to see on whether or not an 11-judge panel of the Ninth Circus is going to rehear the decision made by these two judges, but the damage has already been done. In making its decision, these two federal court judges one of which, like I said, is an Obama appointee, has said that the state of California can choose concealed carry over open carry, and that decision is Peretta versus San Diego. Now, in this last decision of Penny versus Lindsay, the district court judge cited the Peruta decision, saying that the Pena plaintiffs are not allowed to insist on purchasing any handgun in particular. They Get this, can only buy handguns that the state of California has listed on its approved roster of handguns, even though the firearms they wish to purchase are available for sale in every other state. 
I have told you, my friends, that this is coming. I told you it was coming. I had some of you write to me and tell me that I was full of it. That would never happen. You're you're being outrageous, Roy. You're being outrageous in in your assertion. And now it's exactly what I told you would happen. And here it is. Judge Mueller added that the Second Amendment does not apply to firearms, even though the U.S. Supreme Court said that the Second Amendment, quote, extends prima facie to all instruments that constitute bearable arms. Gee, an RPG is a bearable arm. <laughs> not that I want an RPG, but I'm just simply saying it's a bearable arm. You can bear it. You can carry it. Now, all these gun rights, groups have been warned, and their supporters have been warned for years in the danger of their legal arguments that the lower courts should hold that the clear language of the U.S. Supreme Court means exactly the opposite of what the high court says, but they've not listened. So, how many more cases will they have to lose before they realize that they have, well, figuratively shot themselves in the foot? Ironically, Charles Nichols, who is released this press conference or press release that I'm reading from here in his lawsuit, which seeks to overturn California's open carry bans, which will be the one in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and decides whether or not, quote, insistence, end quote, on challenging a law which conflicts with Supreme Court Second Amendment precedents is even allowed. Now, they're using a First Amendment analogy which incredibly Judge Mueller said the U.S. Supreme Court did with the Second Amendment, under her logic, the state of California can ban every book, except for those it lists on an approved reading list roster, and a lawsuit in which plaintiffs insist on buying a book not on that list, well, such as the Bible, automatically fails. The lawsuit Judge Mueller ruled against is Penna versus Lindsay, formerly Penna versus Sid, and the open carry lawsuit is Nichols versus Brown. It will be interesting, my friends. Very interesting. But you have to be very careful, my friends, because you give a court permission to look into something. They'll look into it, my friends. And you give them permission to look into it, they will then rule. That's what you're going to have to live with. So I said, I've been warning, warning and warning and warning about this. And now all those people out there, let's hear you. You told me I was crazy. Am I so crazy now? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, that's what I thought. Crickets chirping. You know, sometimes I really hate being right because it can give you indigestion. <laughs> what can I say? Okay. Oh, oh, oh let's see. We got a one last instant message. What do we got here? Hey, being right doesn't mean you're not crazy. Okay, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Especially when you're dealing with an insane government. Because that's what it is. It's absolutely insane. All you have to do is look at crap over like this. 
And if you still think it's sane after looking at crap all like this, who's really the crazy one? There's something for you to think about. Well, I've run out, my friends. That's it. I've got nothing more for you this week. Uh, uh, like I said, I've got all these notes that I wasn't able to get to. You people aren't supporting this show, so you aren't getting them. But if you'd like to support it, real simple. Go to the website and support it. Contact me and support. It's simple. Really, seriously. Okay, until next week, my friends, unless the creek rises or they come and take me away again, my fellow Americans, keep your powder dry. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Thank <laughs> you.
countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LND, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 225 4659. That's 541 225 4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system. And welcome once again to another edition of the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. Uh, I am Pastor Anthony Garissi, and I'm broadcasting to you live this March the 16th, 2015, about five minutes after the top of the hour. And um, boy, it, uh, it's a beautiful day out there. It is a beautiful day out there. Man, spring is rolling through. It's even 70 degrees out in Chicago. So, hey, you can't complain. The only thing I can complain about is this cough I have that I got from LT when he came out and visited with me. You know, that's what I get. I shake hands with somebody, and boom, I got this cough, and I just can't seem to shake it. Anyways, folks, we're a show that's dedicated to tackling controversy and conspiracy directly related to Christianity. We do all these things from a biblical perspective, from politics to pop culture, we believe the Bible is our final authority in all matters of faith and practice. Whether you are a Cubs fan or a Detroit Tigers fan or any other sports fan, the Bible has an answer for you as well. That's for certain. And, um, you know, chin up, LT. This too shall pass. Besides, the Cubs, the Cubs, LT, they've, they've never had a winning season. So you would be disappointed if they started winning. I mean, it just throws everything off. Everyone expects them to have a bad season. Anyways, it is hatefulness hour, and I just figured I'd get everybody just a little bit upset 
And, um, <clears throat> folks, you can call in our call-in number, and I'll give it to you. It's a new number right after we listen to our archaic number from our archaic hateful theme. Go ahead, Frank. Are you tired of corruption in government? I hate police officers who stand out there on the street and give First Amendment protection to a bunch of sodomites and at the same time jackboot Christians are right in the face. Do little old ladies driving slow in the fast lane make you crazy? Do people just plain confuse you? I I don't know where to start. I hate people that hate others. The stuff that I deal with on a regular basis, if you guys would pee your pants, I'd pee my pants. Are the little things of life getting you down? What I hate is when you got a cup of hot cocoa and you leave it sit for like 10 minutes and it forms that like skin over the top. Oh, and you can't man. quite drink it and you can't quite eat it. So you kind of like have to pick it up with your fingers and chuck it down the sink. Well, get used to it. I hate when you have a problem with something or someone and they tell you you just need to get over it.
just give me a moment. I know it's hateful in this hour, but give me a moment. Uh, <clears throat> every year I turn my radio on, and I mean just growing up through teenage years, I get my clock radio tuned in just right. First game of spring training, Tigers are ready to roll, and Ernie Harwell, the voice of the Detroit Tigers, would get on the air, and he'd start off with a Bible verse. And listen, that, that just tells you already that it's going to be godly. Ernie Harwell was a godly man, by the way. Uh, the late Ernie Harwell did pass away and gone home to glory, was an outspoken Christian, uh, preached the gospel, and uh, actually ran many chapels for the Detroit Tigers and uh, pro sports in order to uh, give the guys an opportunity to hear the gospel and so on and so forth, um, <clears throat> for what it's worth anyways. But he'd always read Song of Solomon. He'd read Song of Solomon 2 and verse 12. He'd say, The flowers appear on the earth, the time of the singing of birds has come, and the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. And, I mean, that that marked the start of a new baseball season. And uh, I look forward to it every year. Of course, at Detroit, there was usually snow on the ground still. And living in Arizona, there's no snow on the ground. And if I want to see a spring training game, I go down to the Valley, and, and you can catch a game all month this month. I just most of the time don't have any money. <laughs> but anyway, so you guys were talking about baseball in the chat room. <sighs> it brings me back, man. And, I, look, my dad used to take me to ball games <clears throat> growing up, you know, ever since the Tigers won the World Series in 84. And I, I vaguely remember that. I remember a lot of guys running up and down the street clanging pots and pans. We lived on the west side of Detroit at the time. And uh, my dad would take me to games growing up. I, you know, maybe not have, didn't appreciate it as much. And I certainly do not promote pro sports. Uh, so to speak, but I, I'll never forget those memories, guys. And, and I'm sure you, you won't forget those memories either. You all have moments, you know, uh, when um, you, know, you spent time with your parents. And I praise God for my dad. I praise God for him giving me a godly heritage, leaving behind an inheritance that I can pass on to my children, and that's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God. But I, I'll never forget days when I went with my dad to go watch a ball game at Tiger Stadium, the old Tiger Stadium, and, uh, you know, watch old Kirk Gibson play and Cecil Fielder and Alan Trammell and Lou Whitaker and all those guys. And, you know, I appreciate those days. And now, you know, I get to take my boys every once in a while to go see an Arizona Diamondbacks game. Never been able to take them to a Tiger game, but maybe one day. Say, oh, you shouldn't promote that ungodly stuff. I know, I know. You are more spiritual than I am. I'll give you that. In fact, you hate that. You just go ahead and call it in because it's hatefulness hour tonight. It's hatefulness hour. But, hey, it's, it's something I'll never forget. I remember those days with my dad. My dad's a godly man. And uh, if he comes out here, I like to take him out to a ball game sometimes, sit and eat a hot dog and, and watch some guys play. It doesn't matter if it's high school, semi-pro, or even pro. I, I enjoy those moments. enjoy them with my children, too. And I understand why my dad took me now. I understand. So there, you know, let me uh, reminisce a moment. Let me reminisce a moment. Spring training is in the air, and there you go. So it's not all bad out there, guys. No, I'll give you stuff to hate. Maybe I already have. <laughs> hey, Frank, and, and, and I see that. I see that, all right, because baseball and hockey are actually on the top of my list. Remember, I'm raised in Detroit. So the Detroit Tigers, Detroit Red Wings were our thing, man. We loved it. My dad, that's another thing my dad used to do. Dad used to take me out every Friday night for drop-in ice hockey. He bought all my pads, and we'd go out, group of guys, and we'd play on the ice, and we'd have ourselves a time. But it's spring training. It's not, it's not wintertime. So 
There you go. There you have it. So it's tapeless hour tonight on this show. And the reason why we do this is just to give you some little bit of relief. And if anything, it gives me a relief, too. All right? But it gives you a little bit of relief. Uh, something to kind of vent on. You could call it in. 1-800, or excuse me, 855-566-3738 is the call number. And uh, you call it in. you got something you hate. You could, you could listen, listen, I'll give you an opportunity to call it in and tell me how much you hate pro sports and you think that I'm leading people astray because I remember the days with my dad watching pro sports. I'll give you that. Call it in and tell me how much of a wicked person I am. That doesn't bother me one bit because it's hatefulness hour, and you're allowed to do that during this hour. And besides that, we're in America, man. You, you have the right to say whatever you want. Just don't cuss at me. Don't cuss at me. All right? You cuss at me, Frank will probably cut you off. He's the guy that pushes all the buttons, bells, and whistles, and uh, he'll probably cut you off. See everybody in the chat room? LT, who was just out here last week, and I'm going to say this. I know it wasn't fair. I, 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 I accused him of the cough that I have. Um, but the truth is he probably did get it from me because I had it before he got here. And uh, and he went out searching for elk and, and elk, elk antlers uh, or sheds and and uh, got a blister on his foot. That's that's not my fault. But the cough, the cough may be my fault. So, but LT, don't ever say I didn't give you anything. So there you go, Andrew. Elf support. Appreciate seeing you guys in the chat room. And uh, you put you post a hate. I'll um, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll, I'll I'll talk about it. I'll say something. I'll mention it. Well, it is hatefulness hour. And uh, what's not to hate out there, folks? There's so much to hate. Now, LT says he hates going on vacation that involves lots of hiking, getting a large painful blister on the very first hike because he did not test his boots on 800-foot descent in flat Indiana. (laughs) Yes, it's a little different out here than flat Indiana. But, hey, it's a hate. There you go. He says he hates deer that walk around in the front yard within bow range during off-season. I hate that, too. And uh, I agree with you on that. So there you go. There you go. So, folks, post your hate or call it in, uh, 1-855-566-3738. And uh, let me have it. Let me have it. I'd love to hear from you. Not afraid to, not afraid to take it. Go ahead. Bring it on. Here's an article that uh, actually happened last week. and um, Well, it was written last week on the 12th. Of course, that's after my show, uh, which was on the 9th, so I didn't get to deal with this. But um, this event is going to take place, I believe, tomorrow, if I'm reading this article correctly. Or no, Wednesday. There we go. No, no, it's going to happen tomorrow. That's right, tomorrow. So this Tuesday evening at the um, American Baptist College, they are going to host a meeting where um, a let's see what is her name. Anyway, it's a bishop at the City of Refuge United Church of Christ, Oakland, California. Uh, she is going to be speaking at the American Baptist College in Tennessee, and this woman. Uh, I guess they're going to be focusing on Christian leadership. 
The theme is Ministry in Motion, uh, Living Faith, Doing Justice. And uh, this woman is, uh, she's a lesbian. That's right, she's a lesbian. So, of course, we know that churches today are in an absolute mess. And so nothing surprises me anymore. But um, And that's not really that stands uh, what stands out to me about this article, American Baptist College actually uh, allowing. In fact, the article says American Baptist College defends invite to lesbian speaker. And um, it's, it's, that doesn't bother me as much because I expect that in, this la- in these last days. But what he said to defend it, on the other hand, <clears throat> that, uh, now that's rather interesting. And it just leads right into hatefulness hour. And uh, I'll get to that in just a moment. But just the obvious things about this whole situation. American Baptist College, uh, by its very name, certainly should not. American and Baptist certainly should not have anything to do with lesbianism. All right? Should not. All right, that's that's the obvious. That's the most obvious about this whole issue here, because it's an abomination. And if you're an American, you certainly shouldn't approve of an abomination. And if you're Baptist, most certainly you would not approve of an abomination. The last guy in the Bible that was called Baptist was John the Baptist, and he would never have approved of it. All right, so the just your namesake wouldn't allow that. I promise you that. But <clears throat> another thing that stands out, and this is again pretty obvious, is um, the fact that this speaker is a bishop at the City of Refuge United Church of Christ, which, again, I, I, I see no reason why they would have somebody from the United Church of Christ doing any, any kind of an address to an American Baptist college, because they stand diametrically opposed when it comes to eternal salvation. They probably both believe in uh, baptism by immersion or even faith in Christ. There, I had to pause it a moment, LT, so I could cough a little bit. I guess the cough hasn't completely gone away. But the Church of Christ holds to the idea, and by the way, this is your, um, oh, what's that TV show? Hear the Beard. Duck Dynasty, that's it. Um, this is what the Church of Christ believes doctrinally, and that is uh, if you're baptized, then you're saved. And uh, that's not scripture. Baptism doesn't save anybody. It just gets you a little bit wet, and it's a following of the Lord and believers. It's, it's following the Lord in obedience. You're a picture of what Christ did on the cross, but it is your faith in Christ that saves the soul. Baptismal regeneration simply isn't a tenable doctrine. It's not a tenable doctrine, all right? Not in the scriptures. The gospel is not even called baptism, if you would. All right, the gospel, the good news is that Christ died for sins, and he is the only way to get to heaven. That's it. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, is what Paul said. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And say, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord and dive into a swimming pool shall be saved. It's not what it says. Acts chapter 8, verse 36 and verse 37 uh, the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, after hearing the preaching of the Word of God, he looks at the uh, Philip the Evangelist and he says, Here is water, what doth hinder me to be baptized? And he tells him, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. Of course, your modern versions take that out, you know, because the older and better manuscripts omit this verse. <laughs> right. 
conveniently omit that verse, seeing how that's the most definitive verse on the subject of what really saves. And considering the fact that Roman Catholicism, United Church of Christ, and many, many other religions today all hold to the idea that you must be baptized in order to be saved. Even the Mormons, who baptized by proxy. Well, yeah, figure that one out in the Bible. <clears throat> they believe in some sort of baptism or regeneration. So the obvious is, why would this woman, who is not even uh, an agreement, doctrinally speaking, why would she be baptizing, or excuse me, not baptizing, but speaking to begin with? Lesbian, Church of Christ, and a Baptist college, not necessarily um, biblical, folks. Uh, well, obviously not biblical. But again, we are at an ecumenical age, so nothing surprises me anymore. But that's not what gets me. What gets me is the defense of this woman speaking at this college. Now, this The way he says this, many of us would probably say, ah, the guy's probably not even safe. But the familiarity of it, that's what gets me on this hatefulness hour. <clears throat> they asked him to explain why he would have this lesbian address in American Baptist College. He said this, it is sad that it is sad that people use religion and idolatry of the Bible to demoralize same-gender-loving people. American Baptist College President Forrest Harris told the Tennessean on Wednesday. The publication then asked that he clarify his use of the phrase, idolatry of the Bible. He said, when people say the Bible is synonymous with God and the truth, Harris responded, we can't be guided and dictated by a first-century world view. So... Instead, he would much rather be guided and dictated by the 21st century worldview. And last time I checked, the worldview is something that is diametrically opposed with God and has always been diametrically opposed of God. It's the Bible, folks, that gives us our view. It is the Bible that gives us our worldview. Even the first century worldview wasn't right. Because in the first century, a good majority of the people rejected Jesus Christ. Now, they might not have accepted lesbianism. I get what he's trying to say. But anyway, he's faced uh, much opposition. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, he's, he said this. Um, uh, actually, the uh, lesbian church, or the lesbian responded. They said that their church is simply trying to establish a relationship with God that... Um, that allows all lifestyles and so on and so forth. And they said that um, <clears throat> one's self-image can be harmed by believing that their lifestyle isn't acceptable to God. Trying to establish a relationship with a God that barely tolerates you but cannot truly accept and certainly will never celebrate you can do incredible damage to one's self-esteem, the uh, lesbian wrote. She said, City of Refuge, United Church of Christ, welcomes people to be who they are by embracing a theology of acceptance, a radical inclusivity that leaves no one behind. And, of course, the uh, American Baptist College, they agree with her totally when they said it is particularly important for American Baptist College to truly live its educational mission of justice toward creating a community where all persons are able to love and be loved without social, political, or ecclesiastical penalty so that all people may enjoy life and wholeness as God intends. That is not true. God doesn't intend that. 
you want to live in sin, God has no intention of you enjoying life. Absolutely at all. Of course, the, uh, I, I couldn't have said it better. The lesbian speaker or preacher, she said, you know, to, to, to believe in a God that doesn't tolerate our lifestyle hurts our self-esteem. Hello, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. Your self-esteem is not important to God. It's your salvation that's important. When you, get to, when you stand before God at the judgment, you will not be able to argue, well, my self-esteem was lowered when you preached the gospel, so I accepted this other thing. It's not going to happen. So sick to death of the self-esteem thing. But I am preaching to the choir on that regard, am I? Or ain't I? There we go. Ain't I? How about that? I'm preaching to the choir. You listeners out there, you agree with me wholeheartedly. You think this woman's a nut. You understand that self-esteem is not important to God. That's what's destroying our nation is this quest for higher self-esteem. Last person I talked to that was arguing for self-esteem, she was committed to a psycho war just a couple days ago. Just a couple days ago. Yeah. But I don't have self-esteem. You guys are always telling me i got to get rid of these things and all that. and I just want to live my life and you accept it. No, sir, I'm not supposed to accept that lifestyle. I'm not supposed to walk with sinners. I'm supposed to rebuke that. I'm supposed to rebuke the untruthful works of darkness. That's what the Bible says. Now, that's not the controversy of this article. That is not the controversy. But I'm just ranting a little bit because it is hatefulness hour. We're moving up to the second half, and I don't want to start in on the controversy and run out of time. So I want to give all the second half to this. Self-esteem, come on. And this, this whole society is about self-esteem. Helping people uh, feel better about themselves in their misery and their ungodliness. Yeah, and the sad thing, Frank, the sad thing is, is the, it's the American Baptist College that's making excuses for it. That's what gets me mad. We're a Baptist church. We're the first Baptist church in Payson, Arizona. And I want to just say right here, right now, publicly, we don't have anything to do with that other Baptist college out there. Their Baptist is Baptist in name only. But the controversy of this is coming up in the second half of the broadcast. I hope you'll stick with me. We'll be right back.
studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC sees in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Now we kill it, it's a friend of the free. 
strikes a very familiar chord. And I just, I can't get past it. Because I've heard the same thing said, only it wasn't said by um, lesbian defending college presidents. The very same things that this man said was said by anti-homo and anti-sin and anti-sodomy preachers and some presidents of colleges and scholars and um, textual critics. What this president said at the American Baptist College, and if you're just tuning in, I'm talking about the American Baptist College in Tennessee defending his invite to a lesbian speaker from the United or City of Refuge United Church of Christ in Oakland, California. What he said, and I'll, I'll tell you what he said in just a moment, what he said is the end all of what Bible scholars, quote unquote, Bible professors, quote unquote, and textual critics have been saying for a long time. This is the end all result. See, you textual critics, you didn't realize the damage you did. And here it is. Because they're just merely parroting what you guys have been saying for a long time. So what is that? Well, again, let me read you what he quoted. <clears throat> he said this, because <clears throat> there were so many people that stood out against him. They said, you can't have a lesbian come in to our Baptist college, our American Baptist college, and address us. I mean, that's not American. That's not Baptist. That's not Bible. And the president said this of the American Baptist College. It's sad that people use religion and idolatry of the Bible to demoralize same-gender-loving people. And when they asked him to clarify, he said, when people say the Bible is synonymous with God and the truth, that's what becomes controversial. Say, well, that guy's just wrong. He's a liberal. He's not saved. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> I have very similar quotes by different Bible scholars. <clears throat> and this is what they said. <clears throat> it says, um, if you like the King James Bible, fine. Use it. But don't commit idolatry by claiming it's the only good version. Here's another one. King James-onlyism is small, narrow, cult-like, idolatrous, and heretical. King James philosophy is akin to Muslim fundamentalism. It's bibliolatry. Another guy said that King James-onlyism is worshiping the Bible. The attack on the purity of the scriptures, which happened around the latter, actually it started back in Genesis chapter 1, but well, you know, the most uh, concentrated attack happened around the late 1800s. They started saying, well, you know, there's no perfect Bible out there. We're going to give you a better one that, you know, aligns itself with the um, majority text. And scholars agree that there is no perfect Bible, but you listen to us and we'll give you the best that we can come up with. Guys, they've been accusing us Bible believers of worshiping the Bible for years. Only their leveled attack was against fellow believers who simply believed that there was one Bible that was perfect out there. And they hate that idea. 
the ideology that um, that there's a perfect Bible. It uh, drives them nuts. And you can't tell me there's no agenda there. You can't tell me. Not uh, Let's just face it, guys. There's a lot of money in the translation business. A lot of money. I was, uh, I was looking up the Aramaic English translation of the Bible. And um, there's this group called the uh, Netzerims, uh, or the Netzerim faith. They, uh, I guess it's the Hebrew word for <clears throat> um, Nazarene. And uh, anyway, they're kind of a messianic Christian. Uh, they believe in keeping the Sabbath, the Torah, and all that stuff. But they believe the King James Bible was influenced by Western Roman Catholic influences. And, you know, they, you can't say the name Jesus. You've got to say Yeshua, blah, 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 blah. And um, they believe that there's only one Bible, that the New Testament was only written in Aramaic, and that the Western civilization took it over and put it in Greek. It wasn't originally in Greek, blah, blah, blah. That's a big argument. And so they claim they have the perfect Word of God in the Aramaic-English translation of Scriptures. So I looked it up online. I wanted, I just, and I know this isn't the deepest argument against it, okay? But I looked it up online, and I wanted to find just a copy of it. Give me a copy of this Aramaic-English translation of Scripture, which, by the way, this, these net zerums that they claim that everything has to be said in Hebrew and not um, English, to me, that's counter, it's, it's inconsistent in the fact that they're reading an English Bible. If you really want to be consistent, why don't you just read a Hebrew Bible? I mean, if you want to go back to your Israeli ancestral roots, all right, then go back and just read everything in Hebrew, but you're going to take somebody else's word for it anyhow, right? Okay, whatever. Uh, but they claim this is the perfect word of God, or at least the better word of God. I don't think they claim it's perfect. So I'm looking online. You can't find it. And if you can find it, send it to me, but you can't find it in PDF form or the, the ability to read it at whole. You can't find it. You can only find little pieces of it or samples. Wonder why? Because it's on sale everywhere. Yeah. You tell me that's not a business, I'm already suspect of it. And I hate that. It's hatefulness hour. Well, you King James Bible believers, you guys sell your Bibles. Yeah, but if you want one free, you can get one. You just got to go online. And for the most part, you can look at all the other corrupt translations out there. They've got it. You can get it. But for some reason, this Aramaic English translation, man, you can't. There's money involved. Money, and I'm already suspect of it. Put it online free, then. Matt, it's a bunch of people that want to be Jewish, though, so I guess that explains everything. <laughs> uh, that's this hour. I don't give a rip. Call it in if you didn't like that comment. Was that racist? <sighs> yeah, they really are. <clears throat> now, I'm not, I'm not going to pick on the net theorems too much. I'm a little suspect. I'm still studying them. I want to know... Uh, why they believe what they believe, how they come off thinking that somehow the Old Testament ceremonial laws, with the exception, obviously, of the sacrifice, is still theirs. I'm trying to see where they're getting at, why they won't use certain portions of the Bible and all that stuff. But again, back to my argument. I'm not threatened by the modern translations. I really am not. You read whatever you want. I don't care. I believe there is a perfect word of God, and I just want to know why that drives you nuts. Why that bothers you so much? <clears throat> you want to know why it bothers you? Because there is an agenda, as I said before. If there's no perfect Bible, 
then we're going to have to rely on the scholars. You say, well, they don't necessarily believe that. Yes, they do. Out of Bob Jones, uh, Bob Jones Master, yeah, that's what it was, Master's degree graduate. Tell me to my face that you have to have the scholars, otherwise you could never truly understand the Bible. And I said, why? I said, because there's no perfect Bible out there. Now tell me somebody's bread's not being buttered. Uh-huh. Tell me there's not a back pocket thing going on right now. You know why scholars, quote-unquote, hate the idea of one Bible? Because they'd have to admit that all that money they put into their little pea brain might have been a waste of time. I'm not going to tell them that. Honestly, I mean, learning is learning. Wisdom is wisdom. Get as much as you can. You want to study the original languages? Help yourself, man. How am I a threat? Say, well, those King James Bible guys, you worship the Bible. Hmm. But you never thought you'd hear some Baptist college president using those same words to justify a lesbian. But then, how do we know that Bible is synonymous with God and the truth if we're not even sure it's perfect or translated correctly? It's a fair question. Well, that's why God gave us the church, to be the guardians of the truth. Listen, man, my church is not a guardian of the truth. We're a promoter and preacher of the truth. That's it. We don't guard it. The truth's not ours. It's God's truth. It's the Lord's truth. If he can't protect it, if he can't preserve it, we certainly can't. No, we gotta we can contend for it. We can be contentious about it. <laughs> we can defend it. We don't guard it. We're not the well, we're the source of the truth and if times change then we change with it by the decision and dictates of the Holy Fathers. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hail Mary, full of grace. Blessed, blessed be the fruit of the loom. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me there's not an agenda. Well, you know, uh, the plow boys, you know, they're they're not able, the laymen are not able to totally comprehend the truth. It should be in the hands of, yeah, that's what Rome said through the Dark Ages as they were slit in the throats of the Anabaptists, the Waldensians, Albigensians. They were slit in their throats and torturing them on the rack. You don't have a right to that. You don't have a right to the Bible. It should only be in the hands of the scholars, lest the laymen distort it and create some cult like the King James Only guys. You know, they always say, they, they say, well, you know, you King James Only guys believe that if you if you have the King James Bible, if you don't have the King James Bible, excuse me, you can't go to heaven. <clears throat> now, I don't know who says that. I have never met a King James Bible believer that believed that. But knowing the condition of our people, knowing how many nuts are out there, Frank, i got to say, there probably is some guy, or maybe even a bunch of guys out there that believe that the Word... Well, the King James Bible somehow uh, is what our salvation hinges on. That's, 
I, you know, I'm sure there's some guy out there. There's some guy out there that probably believes that. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're wrong. All right? Because the Bible doesn't even teach that. Come on. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the words of God. <clears throat> I believe that the word of God is necessary. All right? I believe that. I believe that. You're going to hear the word somewhere. Now, sometimes the word isn't always said as accurately as it should be. I believe the Holy Spirit of God works. I believe that. No doubt in my mind that the word must be preached. All right? But my mom got saved by somebody reading the living, new living translation or uh, Good News for Modern Man. That's what it was. Somebody gave her that, and that was the best that they had. The semblance of the truth. And it was accurate. The truth was accurate. The version wasn't. And she got saved. In your Bible, believer believes you're going to go to hell because you're reading the New World Translation. Although, <clears throat> I think it might be influential in that area. That's Yeah, that's true. Jehovah's Witnesses use the New World Translation. But the accusation of turning the Bible into something we worship that simply is unfounded. It's like a um, like a shot in the dark, the best that they can come up with. And now they're using it to defend the lesbians. So to you scholars out there, and, and LT, I understand what you're saying. It's one thing to point out faults that are true faults. It's quite another to mock them. But mockery is actually a biblical thing, LT. It's a biblical thing. Elijah did it on Mount Carmel, and it was good. And there are some guys that deserve it right between the eyes. And those textual critics out there, you deserve this, buddy. Because you created this mess. As sincere as you may say you are, and no doubt you are studied, and no doubt you may even love God, but you shot us in the foot in this area, buddy. And I blame you. You say, well, I blame the president. I don't blame the president. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame... I don't blame uh, our culture. I blame our culture on the textual critics. You don't think that there's, there's, there's a coincidence there? Guys, listen. This country never had to put in God we trust on our money until 1950. Evolution wasn't even an issue until the 1920s. Even communism, guys, communism wasn't what, well, then, the late, then, again, late 1800s. You look at the downturn of this great nation, all the things that happened in this great nation, you'll see it all hinging around the late 1800s. Look at it. There were still great men in this nation prior to that. And not just late, when I say late 1800s, I'm going to say 1850 and on. That's what I'm going to say. say well, are you including the Civil War in that? Absolutely. I'm, uh, what? You, you don't think brother killing brother isn't a bad thing? Well, whatever side you think was right, and I, and I still think the South was right, but the fact that they were, we were blowing each other up in those days, hundreds, thousands of Americans killing each other, you don't think there's a connection there? Oh, I think there is. <laughs> 
the dark ages, the, the, uh, the, the literal withholding of the scriptures from the common man, making it almost a penalty punishable by death, the Inquisition, take the word out of the hands of the people, and you have death, destruction, sin, communism, uh, the sexual revolution, you name it, buddy. It's all hinging around the late 1800s in this country. In this country. We have another revolution. It's going to be like the French Revolution. Any revolution that's going to happen in this nation in the condition that we are in right now, it's not going to be the Civil War. There won't be any revival following it, buddy. It's going to be a, a revolution like the French Revolution, where they may have overturned some corrupt religious leaders, but it left them no better than when they came in. And that's what will happen in this nation. And it started with the book. You correct that book. You question that book. You throw. You you put cast doubt on that book. Everything goes to everything hinges on that book. I contend for that, buddy. That's where I stand right here. Every problem in this nation is because of the questioning of that book. And so I put it all on the shoulders of the stinking textual critics that have told you through the years in our Bible college seminaries, there is no perfect Bible. Trust me. Now, if Stephen Anderson said that, then at least he got that right. I'll give him that one. He agrees with that, I'll give him that one. He said, the entrance of thy words giveth light. The Bible says, for the law unto the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, there is no light in them. So it all happened when they got rid of the gold standard. No, sir. Well, okay, I'll give you that. The gold standard? Yes, that gold standard. The Bible says the word of God is more valuable, more precious than gold and silver, sweeter than honey to my taste. So when they get rid of that gold standard, you're right. That makes perfect sense. But what all happened when Franklin Delano Roosevelt uh, set up the social welfare program? No, sir. No, 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 no. What all happened when, when the president did that? No, no, wasn't that either. Well, when they wrote the Constitution, they didn't include. No, wasn't that either. It always hinges on the book. Somewhere down the line, somebody questioned the book, or they threw out the book. Or they cast it in the shadows. They threw that book out. That book is not perfect. Now listen, you, you textual critics out there, God bless your heart. If you're out winning souls, go get them. But I'm telling you something. If, just be honest. Wave that book in front of your congregations and tell them the truth, that you don't believe it's perfect, and that God couldn't preserve it. You tell them the truth. These guys, they get in their blogs. I know, Frank. I know what you're talking about. Get on your blogs and you sit there and tell us all about the inconsistency of the King James Bible. Fine. Okay, God bless your heart. Now get up at the pulpit. You tell everybody you know. Just let them know. Just, just, just be honest. Tell them. It ain't perfect. And you want to know why you won't do it? Well, maybe they'll do it now. But for the last 30, 40 years, you wouldn't dare do it. I'll tell you why. Because those old-timers in your church would ride you out on a rail. Not anymore now. I'd say LT. I don't think they do it now. Are you tired of Yeah, there you go. Are you tired of corruption in government? You're exactly right. Thank you, Frank. That's perfect. <laughs> All right. 
How about exposure of corruption? Melissa Roxanne comes up next with New World Order Info. You don't want to miss it. God bless you. We'll see you next week.
countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 225 4659. That's 541 225 4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
All right, welcome to New World Order Info, and I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR, and there are lots of ways other than just the two websites I gave you, so, you know, we go out on KU Band Satellite on two different channels, left and right. So you can hear AVR1 or AVR2 by, you know, getting a KU band satellite system. And then we have lots of streams available on our website, and there's Receiva, there's ways to listen on your smartphone, there's the phone bridge, there's lots of different ways to listen to AVR. So thank you for telling others about AVR and for all that you do, you know, to let others know about us. And thank you to all the micro broadcasters out there for doing that and for always waking up people in your, you know, local areas and keeping them up to date on what's going on, the real deal, you know, the real truth about things versus the the corporate corporations that control and the New World Order that controls the, you know, the mainstream media. Okay, so um, I'm not sure where all I'm going to go tonight. I never really know, but um, I'm definitely going to give you some info about uh, about vinegar and maybe some about honey, and I'll just see how it goes. So I'm going to start out with, this is just... Um, you know, this is just your garden variety uh, distilled vinegar uh, on a lot of these, unless it goes in or on your body, something you eat, you know, with vinegar in a recipe, or, you know, if you're making it for a drink to keep you healthy or to do something good for your body, you know, or maybe after checking with your vet and researching it, 
you know, all these things I tell you about, or your doctor if it pertains to people, you know, your licensed medical doctor and all that. Um, you know, there's there's lots of tips here. Um, some are for the laundry, some are for food, some are for the garden, some are for the household, etc. And others are going to be for one's health. So, as I always tell you, if it's for the body, you know, or maybe for the animals. Um, livestock or your pets um, or it goes in or on your body or theirs or in their water or in your water or your recipes or mixed with honey, the raw organic honey in water. Um, we're talking about the good kind of apple cider vinegar um, when we're saying to use it in or on the body or in water or your animal's water, etc. Um, or to pour over their food. Uh, a lot of times people do that for their livestock or their pets. Um, and I say pour, but I don't really mean a lot of it or anything. It's just, you know, um, people do that. Um, they add it to the food for their animals, their livestock a lot of times. Other times they'll put a little bit of vinegar in their water. So just make sure you use a good kind when, when it comes to that, like um, the all, uh, the good natural kind of apple cider vinegar, which is organic and raw. It's not been pasteurized. It's not been processed and heated to kill the enzymes and the nutrients and the vitamins and minerals and, and all the good stuff in there. And it should have sediment floating around in the bottle. And I always tell you to get the glass bottle, at least that's what Frank and I do, because it is acidic when it's in the bottle, and I wouldn't buy the kind that's in the plastic bottles when it comes to the good kind of vinegar for, for our health, our animal's health. So in that case, we get, uh, I, know, I know Frank has been getting um, Solana Gold. However, in the past, we've gotten Bragg. So they're both good, Bragg or Solana Gold vinegar. And it's apple cider vinegar, and it's raw and it's with the mother, it will say that on the label, or veil of the mother on the label. You know, it's not been processed or anything. So, you know, the regular kind of apple cider vinegar you'll see in the stores, a lot of times it'll be in the big gallon-sized plastic containers, and it'll just say apple cider vinegar. Or it may be in a smaller container, and it will just say apple cider vinegar. It will not say raw. It will not say organic. It will not say with the mother or it might, you know, the good kind would say with veil of the mother or with the mother. So if it doesn't say those things, and it will be cheaper than the other kind I'll tell you, so the good kind, that's not a good kind to use. You're not going to get the health benefits for you or your animals if you use that kind. And, you know, you're wasting your money, your time, and pr probably putting something in or on your body or theirs that won't be good for you or them, so you know, avoid those kind. And then we're just talking about the regular old distilled vinegar and, and a lot of these tips. So, you know, that's good for fighting mold and mildew, fungus of all kinds, vinegar of all kinds, you know. It's antifungal. Um, some of them are not good for you according to what I've read. Um, so I, I personally would stay away from the wine vinegar and um, trying to think. Well, distilled vinegar is not good in our bodies or on our bodies or our animals, for, sh for sure. Um, and there's another kind, too, that right now I'm, I can't. I think it's just those two. I mean, there could be others, but 
according to um, Dr. Norman Walker, those kinds are not good for us to use in our own our bodies or our animals, etc. Okay. So, you know, it's perfectly fine to get the gallon size in the plastic container when it comes to the regular old white, you know, clear distilled vinegar. They call it white vinegar, but it's just distilled vinegar. And it's good for disinfection. It's really good for that purpose. It's good for cleaning. So you can make up a lot of your own cleaning products with the vinegar and different things, you know. Um, people use baking soda. People use vinegar. People use borax. Um, they use a lot of different things, lemon juice. Um, I probably wouldn't use the, you know, uh, the lemon juice in the jar, you know. I would use probably freshly squeezed lemon juice if I was going to use that. But I wouldn't use the pill. I mean, I've seen people say put the lemon pills in with your cleaning products, but that's been sprayed with pesticides unless it's organic, you know. And also they oil a lot of these, a lot of the produce. And so that just causes the pesticide, you know, to be even worse, I think, you know. That kind of the wax can contain bad things too. So I personally, you know, unless it's organic or you've, you know, grown the lemon trees yourself or whatever and you've done it the right way, I wouldn't use the pill um, for different things. But anyway, so... There's a lot of good things, you know, that vinegar does. Um, like I say, mold and mildew, cleanse, cleansing, and it's antifungal, it's antibacterial, it's antiviral. So it's really good for cleaning and disinfecting and killing viruses and, you know, bad bacteria and all those kind of things. Um, for things like, um, and I'm not going to say it's going to work 100%, but I think it works at least 98% or so. Um, to kill most things, so, you know, but do it all at your own risk and after your own research and all that, but I do keep a spray bottle of the apple cider vinegar, um, a lot of, most of the time I mix it with water, but if I want to use it full strength, you know, you can do it that way too, um, and I do at times, if it's something, you know, uh, you know, it's good for disinfecting your hands instead of using like those, uh, those, those wipes that you see at supermarkets that everybody seems to use, they either use hand sanitizer. There's people that are crazy about hand sanitizer. Like they carry it with them. They carry it in their purse. They carry it in their car. And, you know, they think they're doing a good thing by using that. But I don't agree. Um, personally, I don't use it ever. Most of them contain alcohol, and that's very bad for us. And according to Dr. Holda Clark, Alcohol causes liver flukes, so that's a parasite. You don't want liver flukes in your body. So, you know, I try not to use anything with alcohol in it as much as I can, you know, like isopropyl alcohol. And so it's, it's, it's like wood alcohol basically anyway, so it's not good for you. So I would stay away from those hand sanitizers and... Those um, wipes at the store, I mean, if that's all they have and I don't have anything else, yeah, I use them. But every time I use them, I think, uh, <laughs> this is not good for me. You know, um, it's got alcohol in it and sometimes it has bleach. Bleach causes cancer. You don't want that on your skin either. You don't want to be inhaling the fumes from that. And, you know, they put it in our water to so-called purify our water or to 
kill the things in the water that are bad for us. However, that kills us because it causes cancer. So a lot of times other things can be used. And one of those things is vinegar. You know, you could carry around a bottle of the good kind of vinegar that I tell you about. You could carry around two bottles. One bottle with the, you know, for disinfecting surfaces and cleaning surfaces and killing these, you know, viruses and bad bacteria and things like that. Um, E. coli and salmonella, all these type of things, you know. Um, And you can spray it on surfaces. But if it's going to be sprayed on your hands, then I would be using the good kind of apple cider vinegar, like I say, you know, the raw organic kind. And so that can be mixed with water. Both of those can be mixed with water. You can mix it as strong as you want, or you could do 100% vinegar in the bottles, whichever you want, you know. Um, And, you know, check it out and, you know, research it on your own, ask your doctor and all these different things about it if you're going to use it in any way or your vet if you can use it for your animals. But I would much rather spray, and I do, spray the organic raw apple cider vinegar with the mother, like from Bragg or Solana Gold, on my hands. You know, like if I if I'm uh, trying to disinfect and clean my hands really well, um, I would rather use that, you know, including at a grocery store or wherever, or if you're going to spray it on a shopping cart, you know, than to use the things that they have in the store. And they also wait, you wait till you get in the store with the cart and you already have your hands all, you know, contaminated. I don't get that. I guess they think somebody's going to steal all the wipes if they put them outside or something. But to me, wherever the carts are, the wipes should be right beside them. But it's bad for you. Those wipes are bad for you anyway. So you may want to just take a little bottle of the vinegar and use that instead. That's my main point here. Um, And keep it in your car, you know, and use it if you need to. Um, And, you know, instead of using the bad things like bleach that are very unhealthy or other things that can cause liver flukes like the, the alcohol that's in so many products, so... Okay, I'm going to get to the info now. Um, So here are some things you can do with vinegar and sometimes some other things as well. Let's see. You can can clean stainless steel. You can wipe with a vinegar-dampened cloth. So you could use the distilled vinegar for that. And also you can get stains out of pots by filling the pot with a solution of three tablespoons of vinegar to a pint of water and boil until the stain loosens and can be washed away. You can clean china and fine glassware by adding a cup of vinegar, the distilled kind for all this, um, to a sink of warm water and then gently dipping the glass or china in the solution and let dry. I know a lot of people use vinegar in the little plates in the dishwasher instead of like jet dry those chemical blue chemicals or different you know ones they have out there brands in the grocery stores or wherever people are using to keep the hard water stains or whatever off of the dishes once they've been cleaned Um, but other people are just using vinegar so check with your manufacturer of your dishwasher you might want to look it up and make sure it's okay call them or whatever before you do that but I know people are doing that um, 
you know, I just want you to make sure that it's not going to hurt anything. Um, and then also um, cleaning the dishwasher. Uh, certain times people run a cup of vinegar through the whole cycle once a month to reduce soap buildup on the inner mechanisms and on glassware and, you know, hard water, you know, um, whatever's left over from that, stuff like that. And you can clean and deodorize the garbage disposal. And this is something, I guess, you could use the lemon, um, like leftover lemons. I know people do that, too. Just realize there could be pesticides on there unless it's organic. But, um, you know, just cleaning the garbage disposal or whatever. I know people put the lemons after they've used the lemons to squeeze the lemon juice out of. They put those in their garbage disposal for one thing. But also, you can make vinegar ice cubes and feed those down the disposal. After grinding, you could run cold water through, and that will clean and deodorize the garbage disposal. And also, you could, you know, try to reuse and recycle and things like that. So when you're saving the glass jars, instead of just throwing them out or letting the garbage, you know, people take them away or taking them to the dump, you know, a lot of those good glass jars can be reused for different purposes. And I like that idea a lot better than reusing the plastic containers that food comes in because I think um, not a good idea to store food in those plastic containers, especially for a long time, you know, I mean, I could see using them a little and then throw them away or something, but I don't think they're good to to use um, because they're not really for, you know, years of use or anything. And I just worry about the chemical factor, the chemicals and the BPA and things like that leaking into the food. But anyway, for glass jars, you can clean and deodorize those and reuse them if you're not going to take them to recycling or whatever, have them picked up for that. And you can just clean those jars, you know, rinse them really good, and then clean them with vinegar. And that will, you know, get whatever it is, oily kind of things like peanut butter or, or just mayonnaise, things like that. It'll help to clean them really good and get that, that oily residue off of there. And also, this is something, you know, you need to look into research and decide, you know, if it's something you want to try or not. Don't hold me responsible if things go wrong with these things. But I know I've read a lot of people have used vinegar to unclog a drain along with baking soda. And, you know, I've read a lot of times that they use boiling water. Um, I don't know that I would use boiling water, but... A lot of them just use hot water and be careful not to burn yourself or anything. But So you could uh, pour a handful of baking soda down the drain and add a half a cup of vinegar and rinse with hot water. And there's lots of different, you know, instructions for this out there online, so you might want to look it up. Um, I think it is a lot better than using caustic lye and these different, um, you know, drain uncloggers because, those are really bad, and plumbers don't even want to come out if it ends up that way and you have to have a plumber come out. Um, they're going to want to know, did you use any kind of caustic chemicals, like with lye and things like that, 
to try to unclog your drain. And if you have, um, a lot of them, probably most of them, aren't even going to want to come out and try to unclog your drain. So I would stay away from that. Um, plus, it can blind you or your family, your pets or whatever. So it's very dangerous to use those kind of things. Um, I know people do use a lot to make soap. I never have personally, but, you know, um, that's, that's dangerous too. You have to be very careful with these things like that. So, you know, there's lots of different ways out there. You might want to look into it. There's lots of different techniques. We're using baking soda usually and vinegar, distilled vinegar, and water, hot water usually, to pour down drains to unclog those. So look into that and research it. Okay. So we'll be right back and hear a lot more about vinegar and other things on the other side. So stick around. Oh, oh, oh. 
countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can be neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas, that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the forest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes and now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 65851. Or donate online by going to Wichita Homeless. Or simply call 316-619-4886. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulphur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. My pappy said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln.
with a four-barrel car with a dual exhaust with four eleven gears, you can really get lost. Got safety tubes that I ain't scared. The brakes are good, tires fair. Pulled out of San Pedro late one night, the moon and the stars were shining bright. We was driving up great fine hill, passing cars like they were standing still. In the wink of an eye, a Cadillac sedan passed us by and said, Boy, that's a mark for me. By then, the taillight was all you could see. Now, the fellas ridden at the being behind, so I thought I'd make the length and unwind. So, my foot off the gas, and man, alive, I shoved it all down into overdrive. Wound it up to 110, my speedometer said that I hit top, and my foot was loose. I cleared the floor, that's all there is, and there ain't no more. Now the boys all thoughts lost the sense and telephone poles look like a picket fence. They said slow down. I see spots. The lines on the road just look like that. Took a corner and sideswiped the truck. Crossed my fingers just for luck. My fenders was clicking the guardrail post. The guy beside me was white as a ghost. Smoke was coming from out of the back when I started being on that Cadillac. You could catch him, I thought I could pass. Don't you know by then we'd be low on gas? We had planes coming from out of the side. Field attention, man, what a ride. I said, look out, boys, I got a license to fly. And that caddy pulled over and let us by. Now all of a sudden she started knocking it down. And she started to rock. And I looked in the mirror, red light was blinking. The cops was after my hot by Lincoln. They arrested me and they put me in jail and called my pappy to throw my bail. He said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod, Lincoln. All right, welcome back to New World Order Info. And I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. Okay, so I'm giving you some info about different ways to use vinegar and maybe some other things as well. So let's see. The last thing I told you was about unclogging drains, so... Now, moving on to cleaning the refrigerator. Uh, That can be washed with equal parts of water and vinegar. And the vinegar, the distilled vinegar, will kill germs that encourage growth of mold and mildew. And it also, you know, gives you a lot of other bad things. So that's a good thing. Um, It could be put in a spray bottle, like I say, you know, equal parts water and vinegar. Um, or it could even be a stronger solution using more more vinegar than equal parts. So that's a good thing. And, you know, we have meat, if we're meat eaters anyway, and uh, those type of things can have, you know, eggs, different things like that. They can contain E. coli and salmonella, and sometimes things like that can leak or maybe be on the outside of the plastic, you know, or styrofoam or whatever kind of uh, thing they use or maybe the egg cartons or things like that. So I think vinegar is a good thing to use. Instead of bleach, you know, it's going to do 
the same thing, but it's not harmful. It's not something bad to smell, you know, as far as the bleach fumes would be, and bleach causes cancer, so you don't want to smell that. You don't want to inhale it. You don't want to get it in onto your skin, and you don't want to spill it and then have your animals walk in it and lick it off their paws or things like that. So, you know, the vinegar would be better. Um, that's also something you don't want them to get on them if it's distilled vinegar, but it would be, I'd feel a lot better about that than I would about bleach getting on them, you know, so um, that's something good to use. And then to freshen lunch boxes, um, it, you know, the vinegar and water solution could just be sprayed on there and then rinse off with water, et cetera, um, or a piece of bread could be soaked in vinegar, and then that can kind of sit in the lunchbox overnight. Um, and then to freshen different things like old furniture, you know, um, chests, things like that, a lot of times people will put um, vinegar into like a, a bowl or something and put it in there, and that can, you know, get the bad odors or whatever from old furniture out of there and that can just sit overnight and then also to clean teapots um, a mixture of water and vinegar can be boiled in the teapot and that wipes you know it will help you to wipe away the grime um, I know a lot of people run uh, the distilled vinegar through their coffee makers so that's something you can check online for different you know little recipes for that um, and it's just basically vinegar added to water, poured through the coffee pot. I'm sure a lot of you have done that, and gets rid of the hard water, the lime, things like that. And a lot of people do use the vinegar to um, help their faucets to work correctly when they kind of get plugged up if they have hard water. A lot of people do have hard water. I know we do, and I think a lot of the minerals and different things in the Water will cause the faucets to, you know, kind of get plugged up. So um, a lot of people soak the faucet, you know, maybe parts in vinegar or they may find a way to um, submerge the faucet and the internal parts in the water. I, I'm sorry, in the vinegar, uh, the distilled vinegar, and that will help to, you know, get rid of, those things that are clogging up the faucet. Um, the same thing with um, sprayers in the shower, you know, things like that. To, that the water comes out of, if you have hard water, that can be a problem. So that's something that the vinegar can be used for that. Instead of lime away, I don't personally like using something like that. Um, vinegar will work just fine, and it's not some caustic chemical or a lot of caustic bad chemicals mixed together. Um, the same thing goes for cleaning out, you know, the toilet bowl. Instead of using bleach or these terrible chemicals that they sell you and that cost a lot of money and that are extremely poisonous for you, your children, you know, your your animals. And animals, we know a lot of times if they can get into the bathroom and the, they get access to the toilet, they will drink out of the toilet. So you want to make sure that you don't use those things or bleach even you know, to clean out your toilet, um, and always keep it closed, 
you know, and keep them out of the bathroom if you are cleaning it or whatever. But, you know, I would definitely use vinegar in place of those things. So it can work, you know, to clean the toilets and, and things like that and to clean the bathroom, the surfaces and everything, the mirrors, you know, the glass. Uh, it works for all kind of things, mixed with water or even full strength. So, um you know, I would rinse it afterwards, too, you know, with water, um, because you don't want to just spray full strength vinegar on different things, especially like faucets, you know, things like that, and then just let it sit, because it is acidic, and that could cause problems. So make sure and just rinse it and wipe it afterwards dry, things like that. So also, uh, vinegar cuts grease and odor on dishes. And a tablespoon of vinegar can be added to hot soapy water to do that. Instead of using these bad chemical dishwashing liquids, you know, you could get um, lots of different things you could use. But vinegar, instead of using, you know, the bleach or something like that to kill things and to get it really clean, the vinegar will do that. So will lemon juice, you know. I would just make sure it's organic lemons as much as I could because, like the pesticide factor. Um, and then cleaning and disinfecting wooden cutting boards. People a lot of times will get different cutting boards for different uses. You know, they'll use one cutting board, like maybe a glass one for their meat because I don't think it's good to I mean, I know people do use wooden cutting boards for meat, but I think the glass would be better than, you know, since they do have different things that could be bad for us, um, whether it's um, E. coli or whatever, you know, and salmonella and things like that with eggs, I just think a glass cutting board is good versus plastic um, for things like that with all these juices from the meat and stuff like that. And then cleaning them with the vinegar, you know, full strength vinegar are great for getting rid of that terrible stuff that they're contaminated with. And, you know, you can also marinate meat and or spray meat with vinegar. And I would be using one kind for disinfection purposes, which is the distilled kind of vinegar. And then for actually spraying on meat that you intend to eat, if you do eat meat, um, or to feed your animals or whatever, you know, to kill the bad stuff on the meat as much as you can anyway, or soaking it would be even better, like uh, marinating the meat, in other words, and the good kind of, you know, raw organic apple cider vinegar with the mother. And that will tenderize the meat, too. And Frank does that, you know. He uh, marinates meat that way. And he never has said, you know, it tastes bad. I don't really eat meat that much. But I've used it for chicken um, when I occasionally eat chicken. Um and I have prepared that, and I will put vinegar in with some water and soak the chicken in there, kind of marinate the chicken. And other, you know, a lot of times I also put salt in there, some good quality salt, like sea salt, for instance. And that will, you know, help the, if you're going to grill it or whatever, it will help it to be juicy and all that, plus those are disinfectants. The salt is, the vinegar, and it, it tenderizes the meat as well. So those are things you can do. 
to make the meat tender. Um, and I read about, um, I think, I can't remember right now who it was, but I forget who it was. But anyway, I read about how, I think it was in one of my books probably, somebody, um, it might have been the Bragg family, but I'm not sure. But they uh, had an old chicken, I I guess, and they fed that chicken. They gave the chicken the apple cider vinegar, the good kind, you know, the organic raw kind with the mother. And they gave that chicken that, I think, in its water or on its food or something, you know, for a while. I don't know how often, but every day for a while. And they turned that old that old hen or whatever into it tasted like they prepared it. I think the dad did this to show his family that how the vinegar worked and he gave it to his family and it tasted like a young, you know, spring chicken. So that's what it does. It tenderizes the meat and it's also good, you know, to use in place of soap on our bodies and it kills all kind of things like the bad bacteria, viruses and, you know, gets rid of all kinds of fungus and things like that. So, Anyway, it has so many different purposes, the vinegar does. And also, let's see, another thing, um, deodorizing the kitchen drain, that can be done with vinegar. You know, instead of using these bad chemicals and expensive chemicals and cocktails and mixtures of chemicals that are caustic and, and poisonous that, you know, we shouldn't even have in our households, really, because they are so bad for the environment, for us, they're dangerous for our children, for our animals, and us. Um, and vinegar can take the place of so many of these things. You know, so can baking soda. Um, a lot of people use vinegar and baking soda together. Another thing people use that's great for cleaning a lot of things, and you can look it up, is um, I'm trying to think of what it's called. It is cream of tartar. Cream of tartar is a great thing to clean with. And it works when other things won't. So you might want to type in cream of tartar, cleaning, things like that, and see what it says. Um, and I would probably go to some restaurant supply store or look online and try to get like a big quantity of it versus buying a tiny little bottle in the spice aisle. It's going to be super expensive that way. So it'd be good to have like a big, large bulk kind of quality, you know, quantity of that and get it at a good deal. Um, but that's another thing good for cleaning um, is the cream of tartar. Okay, so um, let's see. For deodorizing the kitchen drain, like I said, pouring a cup down the drain of vinegar, the distilled vinegar, once a week is good to do, and then letting it stand for 30 minutes and then flushing the drain, the kitchen sink, etc., with cold water. That can be done. And for polishing car chrome, I've read that applying full-strength distilled vinegar is good for that. I probably definitely would rinse it because, you know, I don't think it's good not to, but, you know, um, I don't think it'd be good just to leave the vinegar on there. And then deterring ants. Ants that invade your home or your porch or your deck or whatever. Um... Vinegar can be sprayed around doors, appliances, and along other areas where ants are known. 
And though I don't like to kill things, and I try not to as much as I can, sometimes when there's a, a great number of them or something, and you just have to do what you have to do. You know, I've used vinegar with maybe some soapy water and some vinegar in a spray bottle. And though I feel guilty about it, um, you know, it's worked. And, and it, they can be, it can be sprayed right onto the ants, you know. Um, but I wouldn't go around, I don't know, I, I've never poured anything into an ant heel to kill them or something like that. I don't even see those around here. But anyway, I know a lot of people do stuff like that. Um, but it did work, you know, when I've tried it um, to get rid of the ants and to kind of, you know, kill them, unfortunately. But, um, you know, you can't have ants in everything and in your pet's food or whatever, so... Um, that's something that can be used. And then I would, if I was going to use some kind of soap, you know, whatever I used, I would make sure it was safe for, for animals, non-toxic and all that. And just add a little bit to the water, you know, that I used and put the distilled vinegar in. And you can always come back and, and rinse and wipe it, you know, and clean it. You know, don't just leave it lying around for your animals to step in or something. I don't think it would really hurt them, but like I say, use the non-toxic soap. And, you know, the distilled vinegar does cause health problems, so I, I wouldn't use that, you know, to kind of cut corners price-wise or something for you or your animals if it's going to be used for their health or yours or for fleas for them or something like that. Because it's not good, it can cause all kinds of health problems, the distilled kind. And the same with the wine vinegar from what I've read from somebody who really knew his stuff about all those types of things from Dr. Norman Walker's book that I've shared with you all so many times. So, um, And then also for laundry, for getting the smoke smell out of clothes or whatever, you know, your curtains or whatever. If somebody was smoking in your house and you don't like that smell or Maybe it's you yourself that wants to just get rid of that smell, although, hey, give up those cigarettes would be the best thing for your health, you know, or cigars or pipe or tobacco, whatever it is. Um, so for getting the smoke smell out of clothes, adding a cup of vinegar to a bathtub of hot water is a good thing to do. And then hanging whatever it is, the clothes or whatever, um, or the curtains above the steam, um, that will help to get the smoke smell out of the clothes. And I think another thing, you know, is make sure that it's okay to use vinegar on whatever it is, but I've done it many, many times. I've never had a problem. I've told you, you know, I, I add it to the laundry. Um, some people put it in with their regular, you know, whatever detergent they use, and I think all natural type of detergent would probably be better um, and then other people, and I've used it for both cases, um, have used it in the rinse water, like I tell you, to make a good, you know, it disinfects, gets rid of mold and mildew, keeps it, you know, maybe if you don't immediately dry your clothes or hang them out, it's not, not going to get moldy or mildew. Um, and Or if you forget about them in your washing machine or something, you know, you won't have that problem if you use like a, a half a cup of vinegar added to the rinse water when your um, when your washing machine starts filling up with the rinse water. That's the time to add the half a cup of vinegar, distilled vinegar, and 
you know, that'll be something good to soften the clothing instead of using those chemical fabric softeners, which from what I've read are very bad for our health and the environment and they're cancer-causing. So the same thing, those dryer sheets are the same way. All those chemicals cause cancer. They're very bad for us. So in place of that, you know, vinegar can be used, and it would be a great fabric softener. Um, And there's so many other ways to use it, you know, in place of dangerous chemicals or irritants for the skin, like in shampoos with all those um, sulfates and, you know, sodium lauryl and laurel sulfate and surfactants in the laundry detergent. And I've read that all these things are bad for our clothes. They make our clothes last a lot less time. They basically stay in your clothes, you know, a lot of the time these chemicals do. So that's coming into contact with your skin and you're drying the chemicals in there. So, you know, um, that's not good for our skin. It can cause allergies and rashes and bad things and you know, they're made from petrochemicals, most of these detergents and different things are. And so many, I mean, even deodorants, they make that. If you just type in, like, petroleum byproducts, and there are, there, I don't even know how many. There are well over, I know there, I saw a list one time, and there are thousands and thousands and thousands of these different products that, you know, we use on a daily basis for us and our animals, et cetera, and our families, and we have no idea that all the things they're using, you know, these, this petroleum um, and petroleum byproducts to make, you know, it's it's mind-blowing when you read it. And no wonder they cause cancer. You know, it's the same thing with prescription drugs and over-the-counter drugs. They use the petroleum to make a lot of that. So no wonder there's these horrible side effects that are killing people, you know, I think it's genocide myself, you know, and, um, you know, they're doing it purposely, um, and, you know, they're told they have to follow the standard of care and do as the, um, you know, their overseers and overlords dictate to them, or else they're going to be in a heck of a lot of trouble, lose their licenses, get put in jail, um, you know, whatever it is, and or get killed because they're they're healing people, doing the right things. So, but they make these things out of the petrochemicals, and they're just very terrible. And I'm I'm amazed every time I read about another drug, you know, I see advertised online or something about all of the terrible side effects, and I cannot believe people use these things. Anyway, it's time to take a break. So we'll be right back with a whole nother hour of New World Order Info on the other side. Thank you. 
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And then to the superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. 
do need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system.
All right, welcome back to New World Order Info. And I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And I'm talking about vinegar for now, and I may get into some other things like honey during the show tonight. So um, here's some more uses for vinegar. Um, it can take grease off suede. I have never tried this, so you know, use it with a caution at your own risk. But it says uh, you could dip a toothbrush in vinegar and gently brush it over the grease spots to take grease off of suede. So you know, uh, you know, I guess it's worth a try if it's got grease on it already. It's probably kind of ruined. So hey. Uh, I would give it a try. Um, Also, to brighten fabric colors um, when doing laundry, a half a cup of vinegar can be added to the rinse cycle. So it not only is great to inhibit the mildew, mold, and things like that, it's a great fabric softener. I think the very best one, just like it's a great thing to use as a hair rinse in the shower to to rinse one's hair. Um, And I would, if it's, going to be used on or in the body, of course, I would use the good kind, the Bragg or Solana Gold or some quality brand, you know, a raw organic apple cider vinegar with the mother, Um, but that can be used in place of soap or even shampoo. I mean, people actually use it just to cleanse themselves, to cleanse their hair. Some people use baking soda mixed with water to cleanse their hair. Instead of all these harsh surfactants and um, sodium laurel and sodium laurus those are skin irritants, and they may cause health problems. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there nowadays, they're not even using shampoos, you know. It's called the no-poo method, believe it or not. Um, You may not have ever heard of that, or you may have. You may be doing it. And they do things like co-washing. So you might want to look that up. But there's lots of different methods out there. Instead of using these harmful chemicals and, and different sul, you know, sulfates and things like that that are bad for us and our health. People are switching to all natural things, you know, like vinegar and the baking soda and um, different things like that. So um, I know castor oil is is something, and I would get organic castor oil. Um, I've read different things about it. I don't know what's true and what isn't, but I know it's an age-old method people have used for many different things, for health purposes, um, uh, for getting rid of tumors in the body, things like that. Uh, Castor oil packs have been used for a long, long time, you know, with flannel dipped into the castor oil and then um, put onto the part of the body um, that may have like a tumor or something like that. So research these things, check with your doctor and all that. But I'm just saying that's one use for the castor oil and, and they've used flannel and then a heating pad and, you know, careful. You have to be careful with heating pads. You don't want to burn yourself or anything. But anyway, you might want to look into that. Um, but check with your doctor, et cetera, et cetera. Those, these are things I've tried. I mean, I've done that myself, you know, in the past. Um, I've used castor oil packs. But I have read different things about it being poisonous and things like that. But I I don't know what's the case with that. So use your own judgment and 
precaution, but if I were going to use castor oil, I would get organic castor oil. They do have cheap ones that are very cheap for like $2 or something a bottle I've seen. Um, I wouldn't use those kinds, but I would get the good organic kind if I was going to use it. Um, it's also known for helping hair to grow, to get long hair or if one is going bald or something like that, to help the hair to come back, you know, um, to start growing again or to grow faster, etc. So people are using that. I know castor oil um, and applying that to their their scalp, you know. Um, and I know another thing people are using for that very same purpose is the coconut oil. Most of the time they're using the, the raw, organic, cold-pressed um, virgin coconut oil or extra virgin could be used. But a lot of times they're just using the regular virgin kind and making sure it is organic and raw and cold-pressed and all that. And I would try to get the kind in a glass container, a glass bottle versus the plastic. But that... Uh, can be, and I've done this, applied to the hair um, and or, you know, the scalp, but usually people do apply it to their hair, the full length of their hair. Um, a lot of people that want to grow their hair faster, longer, things like that. And it's a great conditioner for the hair, the coconut oil is. So these are things that are good for hair growth. Um, I just thought I'd mention that. Um, but instead of using these chemicals, you know, these petrochemical products and things that cause cancer and that are that are just terrible for our health and the health of our animals, you know, to be around or different things to wash your animals with, you know, you might want to look into some all-natural type stuff and try those things instead. Uh, Castile soap is a good one, I think, you know, and, and different types of all-natural soaps, you know, those are good to use, I think, instead of the chemicals and the chemical body washes and different things like that, you know, vinegar could be used instead. Um, the good apple cider kind with the, the raw kind with the mother um, that's organic. You know, that can be diluted with water and used to cleanse the skin, um, you know, and it's good for arthritis anyway and, and aches and pains and things like that. So, you know, it might be that, it might help out in that area too, uh, or you might want to use it to kind of apply to the skin, um, you know, or I would if I had any of those issues. Um, I, you know, Frank and I use lots of different things, so we may not just use one thing, but um, aches and pains, things like that, lots of things can work for that, like organic sulfur. Uh, organic sulfur, which we do use, and we use it internally, um, I just take it. Um, I just basically put it in a measuring spoon, pour it on my tongue, um, you know, and drink some water with it. I don't even mix it in water. That's how I take it. And Frank mixes it in water. Um, so that's good for arthritis and for different aches and pains and for all-around good health and for the immune system, for many, many things, for sulfating bad things out of the body, Um you know, different toxins and poisons and things like that, you know, that are in our environment. Um, radiation, for one. You know, there's lots of other things as well. So that's something good. It's good for aches and pains. Um, and I have applied it. Um, you could, uh, and I could, and have, mixed it with something else that's good for pain, which is the magnesium oil. 
which is magnesium chloride, um, and that's something that's for pain anyway. Um, and it, it helps the body to get enough magnesium, and most people are magnesium deficient. So check with your doctor, make sure it's okay for you to use and all that, and don't get any kind of product, including magnesium of any kind or any other product, I wouldn't, from the Dead Sea in Israel or from the Great Salt Lake in Utah because it's contaminated with mercury. So even though, you know, the FDA doesn't care and they let it be sold and all that, worldwide, too, organizations allow that, I would definitely stay away from those and not purchase them. And I've seen those that come right from those areas. There's all kinds of health and beauty and things like that, all kinds of products that come from those places, from the Dead Sea and from the Great Salt Lake, um, or from, you know, Salt Lake in, in Utah. So, um it's it's terrible, and it's just full of mercury. So there's there's these things you think you're using for your health or to to be more beautiful or whatever, and you're you're using mercury on your skin, your body, or whatever it is. You may be even ingesting it if you if you spray some you know the the magnesium chloride uh, in your mouth or something because people do use it that way. You know, Dr. Mark Circus. He's done a video on YouTube spraying it in his mouth. You know, you can brush your teeth with it. There's all kinds of things it's good for. Um, so that's something that can be used, too, for pain is mixing organic sulfur. That can be mixed, like I said, along into the magnesium oil and then applied on the body topically where the pain is, you know. Um, so that's something good for pain. It's good for aches and pains, backache, things like that. Coconut oil is another pain reliever. Um, and I've read that coconut in general, so all different kinds of forms of coconut could work for pain. You know, ingesting it could work. Um, eating something with coconut in it or different coconut products, I would try to go without a bunch of chemicals or processed kind of coconut. But, you know, um, I've even read people that use the processed cookies, like uh, coconut macaroons, and their pain went away. So. I've not done that. I don't. I can't vouch for it or anything, and it, and it could be different for every person. But that's something else, you know, that is is multi-purpose coconut oil, and it's antiviral, antibacteria, antibacterial, antifungal, and lots of other things. You know, health-wise, it's great for. It, but it's great for healing wound. You know, like healing cuts and and different things like that. Um, it's using it in place of, um, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, the ointment that has triple antibiotics, you know, those type of things. Those ointments with the triple antibiotics or two different antibiotics or just one, a lot of people use those, and I used to be one of those people that were crazy about that because, you know, as a child, or a teenager, whatever, I was brought up using that, and I thought that was the thing to use because it heals things so quickly. But see, that's also contributing to superbugs and things like that. Um, bad bacteria that are immune to these different things we use, these antibiotics, and, and it's using antibiotics. The more you can cut down or not at all use these bad, you know, prescription or over-the-counter antibiotics for yourself or your animals, the better you're going to be, in my opinion. So it's something you need to look into yourself and research it. But as far as the whole superbug thing goes, and antibiotics cause cancer, 
And if you don't believe me, look it up. Type in antibiotics cancer. Type in antibiotics yeast. Type in, you know, out of balance because that's what it causes. It causes yeast to go, grow, you know, get out of balance in your body and you get too much yeast and fungus, things like that growing in your body. And that, I think, can turn to cancer. You know, it leads to cancer a lot of times. And so every time you're eating meat, you're using the dairy products, that all these animals have been given all these antibiotics and broad-spectrum antibiotics when they're not even sick or maybe they have a virus instead of a bacterial infection or maybe you or your kids go to your allopathic doctor. Um, I've even read where people said, you know, oh, the doctor said it was a virus and they gave me a prescription antibiotic, but it's not helping, and my kid is getting sicker and sicker, and my other kid's sick too. And duh, I mean, they don't even realize that if you have a bacterial infection, you have bad bacteria in your body, and you are prescribed an antibiotic, you know, okay, you could say that's a good thing, although I disagree. Um, because, like I say, antibiotics cause cancer, they cause these superbugs, you know, they've gotten out of hand so bad to where the bad bacteria is immune to all the drugs that are prescribed because we're eating things that are full of antibiotics. Whatever animals eat, if you eat those animals, you in turn are ingesting those antibiotics they were given. Um, and so, you know, that's going to cause the bad bacteria that maybe happen, you happen to have in your body, they're going to be immune to whatever antibiotics that the doctor prescribes. But a lot of the times, these doctors are prescribing antibiotics when you go to them or you take your child to them or children, and it's not even a bad bacteria, you know, infection in your body. It's a virus. Well, antibiotics don't work for viruses. What does work for viruses is, for one, vitamin C. You know, that will work for both. So if the sickness is from bad bacteria, a bad bacterial infection in the body, or from a viral infection in the body, you know, or a virus. That's going to work. The vitamin C will work. People also take it to prevent cancer, and that has cancer, take vitamin C. And I do think that it works for that, too. I'm not going to say 100% of the time, and it depends on other things that you do, too. You know, you can't just keep on eating junk food, processed foods, and everything that causes cancer and, you know, take a little bit of vitamin C and think it's going to be some miracle cure. You know, you have to know how to take it, how often, how much to use, and you have to do other things, you know, along with it to get the healing benefits, I believe. Um, eat the proper foods, you know, drink enough water and the right kind of water and lots of things like that. And to cut out the pharmaceutical junk, you know, the pharmaceutical drugs and stuff like that. Um, because that's going to just ruin the body, ruin the immune system, just like chemotherapy does, you know. It's made from petrochemicals. It's one of the most toxic things one could do to their body is to go through chemotherapy. Radiation, that causes cancer. We know this. That's why they put on the lead aprons and they get in a different room than you when they're giving you the x-rays, stuff like that. So why... You know, anybody would use that as a so-called treatment for cancer. It just blows my mind. So I, you know, don't believe in that. My aunt, her salivary glands were burned out by getting radiated from this cancer treatment. Then she had to be on a feeding tube. She died anyway. 
Um, and a lot of times I believe from everything I've read too backs it up that most of the time when people go through these treatments, so-called treatments, it's more like torture, um, radiation, chemotherapy, and all these different cancer treatments, surgery, um, cat burn and poison basically, you know, the, the surgery can spread it and does spread the cancer throughout the body. Um, you know, and then the, the chemicals made from petrochemicals and, and toxic poisons, that just ravages the immune system and the body, weakens the whole thing, you know, and your body is not able to defend itself, you know, um, against these, these terrible invaders and terrible things that are put into the body that the doctors recommend you do. And yet only a few percent, I mean, it's like maybe 3%, even have a so-called remission, which is only meaning that it goes away for a certain length of time, like five years or something, and they claim, you know, oh, they're in remission, but it can come back, you know, and then they'll still say that that was a successful case. Um, so all these things I believe are really bad, and I would look for alternative things if it were me or, you know. Um, I've tried to tell people that, but, you know, everybody has to decide on their own and decide what is best for you. But I would definitely look into it. But all these things, you know, affect us what animals eat. If you eat them, it's going to affect you. So the more you can use different things, the better. Um, for pain, like I said, coconut oil is a good thing. It can be rubbed right on where the pain is. And that may help to make it go away. Um, it's also great for the skin. It's great for, you know, cuts and things like that, for healing, things like that. It will heal them really fast, and it can be used in place of those antibiotic ointments. Um, so that's another thing for pain. And for bacterial infections, another thing, in addition to the vitamin C, I tell you, you know, uh, organic garlic. Organic garlic is antiviral, antifungal, and antibacterial. Um, so that's great if it's a virus or bad bacteria that's making one sick. And I know there's people out there that, that give people, you know, trying to help them, hey, here, have some aspirin or here, have some cold medicine or whatever it is over the counter. Or maybe you give it to your children and you take it yourself and you think it's going to help you, but it's all these terrible chemicals and petrochemicals and things that are poisons to your body um, and things that I just don't think are good, you know, from all the research I've seen. And they can cause terrible adverse reactions, which are just reactions to poisons being put in the body. And things like Stevens-Johnson syndrome or toxic epidermal necrolysis, they can happen with any of these things. So that's why I believe in the all-natural stuff and vitamin C, you know, the vinegar, the good kind of organic raw vinegar, you know, with the mother the coconut oil, the cold-pressed, you know, organic raw coconut oil, things like that, in place of all these antibiotics. Those are all good to use. You know, uh, vinegar is is good for getting rid of the bad bacteria, getting rid of the viruses too, and fungus. So it's coconut oil, so it's garlic. There are three, used for three different things, and, and more than three, you know, but definitely antifungal, antibacterial, and antiviral. So all of those can be used for those purposes. And then vitamin C is great too. Um, so those are some things. And then activated charcoal. You might want to look into that. I've read the best kind is made from coconut shells. 
so they have, you know, different strengths, although we've used the kind not made from the coconut shells, and it worked just fine. I'm sure the coconut shells would probably be healthier to use, but hey, it worked, and it was a lot less expensive. So um, that's good for getting poisons out of the body, you know, or when one is sick. So you might want to look into that. Activated charcoal. Okay, so we'll be back talk a whole lot more about health on the other side. Don't go anywhere.
unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many Messiah's Branch at the Mission Church in Wichita, Kansas, that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes and now in the street. They all need what you need first aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florida, Kansas, 65851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 316-619-4886. Studies have shown that the farm we get our vegetables from is dead meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulphur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
All right, welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and it's my live show tonight, the last part of it on Monday, March 16th, 2015. And you're still listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com, or you can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com to listen and find all the different ways to listen to Okay, so I was talking, you know, about different things that I think are good that Frank and I use and instead of the things that I think are bad. Um, and when I say over-the-counter products um, or prescription medicine, things like that, you know, that you use for medicine um, that I used to use back in the day before I knew better, uh, I say that they're bad for, the, you know, your health, your, your animal health, your loved ones, help your children, et cetera, grandchildren, but uh, a lot of people aren't aware that they can kill you on too, you know, and uh, the over-the-counter medicine. So even things like children's Motrin can make you blind or your children blind, causing like a severe reaction, uh, which causes something, it feels like a burn, and it's like having a burn throughout one's body. Um, that's from Stevens-Johnson syndrome, they, they term it, that's what they call it, or SJS. Um, and then there's toxic epidermal necrolysis, or TEN, T-E-N for short. There's all kind of lawsuits out there about all kinds of medicines causing this over-the-counter drugs and, you know, prescription drugs, or things you can get at the feed store for your animals you know, these things can kill them, so, or you, or your pets. Um, so, you know, don't forget that. Look into it. If you don't believe me, I have read articles over the air regarding what these things can do and have done to people, um, how they've made a little girl blind and disabled for life. They've killed many, many people. There's this thing called iatrogenics, which I think is just, you know, genocide against the human race. And so one of the ways they're doing it, um, as far as iatrogenics goes, they're using the big pharma drugs and over-the-counter drugs and the allopathic doctors, you know. They're using that to wipe us out. And, and it's working, you know. And people line up, get in line to be the next victim, be the next disabled person that's blinded for life or... Uh, have the wrong organ cut out of their body or the wrong leg cut off or to get this terrible, you know, infection in the body like MRSA, staph infection or sepsis, blood poisoning from going to hospitals or going and having some procedure done or some kind of surgery or visiting the doctor's office or whatever the case may be. You know, and then that's not even mentioning all of the things that can happen from the terrible pharmaceutical drugs or over-the-counter drugs that people are given. So, you know, you need to open up your eyes. You've opened up your eyes about so many other things. It's time to wake up, you know, smell the petrochemicals and the petroleum instead of smelling the coffee. Wake up and learn about these things and stop just ignoring them and just doing the standard protocol, you know. Um, that's my belief. Anyway, people are waking up to how bad these things are and, and it's past the point, you know, that Christians and patriots and people that believe in the Constitution or believe in Jesus Christ, you know, and our Heavenly Father, you know, we should wake up to these 
these terrible things that are killing so many of us and disabling us for life, you know, or can can harm our loved ones, our animals. If hope you will look into alternative things. Um, I don't even really like to use that word, although I do at times. But a lot of times, you know, it's really the things that God gave us. It's not really an alternative. It's like what he would want us to use in the first place, what he put here on the planet for us to use, you know. Um, vitamins and minerals and the enzymes and the raw foods that are so good for us and keeping our immune system functioning and keeping us alive and, you know, to have long, healthy lives, things like that. And, and things that haven't been pasteurized and homogenized and did to kill the good things, you know, vitamins and the things we eat and drink. Not good to just always eat cooked food either. Um, things to use, you know, instead of sugar, we can use the good raw organic honey, you know, that's an, another thing that's good. So there's different things you can do. You can just do one of those at a time, you know, and it'll help a great deal, I believe. But the more you do, the more it could help. And there's all kinds of treatments out there, like ozone, you know, oxygen therapy, all kinds of things that I, I am for, you know, these things. Well, for our recently had a doctor on talking about ozone treatment. So I went and, and watched a video of him giving a presentation. It was, you know, a long video. Um, Watch the whole thing, but I watch most of it. If not, um, Dr. Robert Rowan, and thought it was a great thing. I definitely believe in it. I'd love to get an ozone machine, you know, whatever you need to do that treatment. Um, that would be a fantastic. I'm looking into all that, um, and I know there are different ones out there. He did give a website. I don't know it. I can't remember. Different, you know, he talks about home use of those kind of machines and things like that, you know. But I think it's just a good thing to research and look into if you're not doing it already. That's another thing that can heal a myriad of different things. So something else to look into is ozone, and it can be used, you know, olive oil. It can be used in water. It can be used for... Uh, rectal circulation, it could be used in the ears, it can be used lots of different ways. Um, then, you know, if you go to a person that knows what they're doing and it's legal in your state, they can they can do different treatments, um, blood to do with ozone and things like that. However, um, what Dr. Rowan says and he uses in his you know, on his patients, he uses the rectal insufflation and other ways to use it too. But um, anyway, so you have to be safe about it and know what you're doing and do it the correct way, proper books and, and, and watch your videos with people that know what they're doing. But that's something else that I definitely want to look into a lot more and I have if you might want to go visit his channel just type into YouTube um, Dr. Robert Rowan and I think it's R-O-W-E-N 
lots and lots of videos, you know, that you'll just see pop up on YouTube with them talking. Um, and there's other doctors and other people out there talking about it as well, that ozone therapy, you know, would be a good thing to look into, I think, anyway. Another machine that you use that generates, you know, oxygen, so that you might need to buy more than just the ozone generator. So um, different things, but the expense can be cut down from what I'm not too crazy that they use um, plastic tubing for it. But I mean, I don't know maybe if there's another solution or not, but that's what seems to be standard. That the, the ozone and oxygen through um, bodies. So. Uh, and then the bags they use, if you use bags out of, you know, plastic and stuff like that. But hey, it seems to still work better if they use other things. So I don't know how feasible that would be or practical. But anyway, that's something you might want to listen to. And I did enjoy, um, he had his patients on his channel. You know, he always asked them, do I have permission to put this on YouTube? And I said, yes, you know. And so he films them and their results. And I've seen people that it just wish I had known. Although people that I know that I'm very close to in my family and so on, I know it would have helped them. I believe in my heart it would have that they went a totally different direction, the allopathic route, and now it's just been hell on earth, you know. Nothing on earth that can match hell, but... They've been through the ringer. When, if I had only known, and, and ozone treatment, just for instance, for somebody with um, a knee problem, instead of getting an artificial knee replacement, which I was totally against, by the way, and recommend other things instead that they did try, but not for long enough. Or they convinced them to do, you know, to get conventional allopathic route, and they got the, the knee replacement. Um, but he treated patients that had the same thing wrong with them even after they had a knee replacement or before they got the surgery. They had outstanding results immediately. So things like that. It could be a simple injection to their knee, too. Is to different things, but... You know, that doctor, I think, is in California. I know he was. I'm not sure that he still is, but I'm pretty sure he still is. But I've read that the California Medical Board, I believe, different, um, you aware that there's something? I don't know. Maybe he's left there since then. But anyway, it's good to watch those videos and to see the kind of wonderful results people have had with the ozone treatment. I don't know much about him other than he's on the Sulfur Hour, and I watched the video of him giving a presentation about ozone and the treatment, and then watching the results he's had with his patients, you know, and then talking about it, testifying too, hey, this is my result, you know, and, and I will look into that, and I don't know if you're listening, but there's a person out there that comes to our chat room, you know, now and then, and they're an ABR with They've had a problem with their hand. It, I believe this 
that you say it, Dupriton's contraction. Um, and I found out, because I haven't seen the person since I found this out, that I've been looking for something, different things regarding that um, once I found out about it. And uh, I know there's different things that can help it, um, but from what I've seen, the ozone treatment is like a fantastic thing for that. So I don't know if you're listening or you know anybody about happening to them, but if I were you, I would go to that channel, Robert Rowan, Dr. Robert Rowan. And I know in the presentation, I don't know if he has patients where they've been filmed and talked about the great results, but in the presentation he gave about ozone therapy, that was well over an hour long. It might have been an hour and a half or two hours or something like that. Um, in that video, he says that doctors have had great results fracture where the fingers are um, not able to be straightened. Very disabling condition. Lots of different treatments. There's conventional treatments, but it seems like the the problem keeps happening again and again. There's like these bands under the skin and that cause the fingers not to be able to be straightened. So for one thing, sulfur may help with that, the organic sulfur, but for like a kind of instant thing, the ozone. That's what the doctor said. So that I'm hoping that the person is listening. Be able to let them know about that. But um okay, and I told you we're gonna get into honey, but we're almost out of time tonight, so I'm probably gonna have to save that for next time. Um and also I was gonna tell you one thing I thought of during the break. Um, as far as the pain, talking about pain and things that Frank and I would do or things that can be done, alternatives as, instead of big pharma drugs or over-the-counter drugs for pain. Another one, the organic sulfur can be mixed into the coconut oil. That's another wonderful thing because both of those are great for pain. It can be mixed in to the organic raw cold-pressed coconut oil, and I use the extra virgin. Um, that's like the best highest quality of the coconut oil in a glass bottle. And so the organic sulfur can just be mixed into that. And, you know, I don't even measure or anything. Rub it onto wherever the pain is, like a backache. Or maybe one, you know, if I've thrown out my back and I have in the past, and then I've used that I've used um, sulfur, so organic sulfur. So for aches and pains and things like that, for back aches, headaches, things like that, it's great for pain. Arthritis, another thing, so organic sulfur internally and externally, and it can be rubbed in, you know, mixed into coconut oil and then applied to wherever the pain is. Plus. So organic sulfur can be taken internally. People just take it like I do, you know, and, and take it by itself and then swallow water with it and then drink, you know, a large glass of water um, and make sure to stay fully hydrated and all that. Other people stir it into water. Some people stir it into juice. It can be mixed with raw organic honey. 
lots of ways to take it if you're worried about the taste. And like Frank and I were talking about, you know, all these things are wrong with people and they may have like diseases or things that the medical profession calls diseases anyway. Um, they're doing all these big pharma drugs or something like that and they're taught, worried about the taste of organic sulfur versus all of the, you know, poisonous things in all the drugs or toxic and uh, dangerous adverse reactions and side effects to all those drugs. You know, they'll take the drugs but they're worried about the taste of organic sulfur. It doesn't bother me, you know, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a picky eater. So I uh, can easily just spit it right, measure it out, put it on my tongue, you know, take some water, swallow it down, and that's how I take it. It doesn't bother me a bit. So we have really good, you know, high-quality organic sulfur available on AVR. You know, you can go to our superstore and look for that. And a lot of people, you know, love it and use it, and Frank and I love it and use it. And you can learn more about it on the Sulfur Hour. And I'm probably going to be talking more about organic sulfur. That's a wonderful thing. And vitamin C works synergistically with organic sulfur, and both of them are for pain. Vitamin C makes other medicines work better. So, you know, I would say be cautious, you know, as far as if you're using big form of drugs and over-the-counter drugs, you take vitamin C. I probably wouldn't take them at the same time, um, and I wouldn't take those things to begin with. It does make them work better. I wouldn't want those poisons, you know, being more strong or whatever, but vitamin C will work with things that are good for you and, and help them, you know, like organic sulfur. It'll help it work even better. So hopefully we're gonna be carrying vitamin C as far as I know. Pretty soon. So be on the lookout for that and other, you know, health products. Up on the website, it's not clickable yet, but when we get the vitamin C and everything we need to start selling that, you know, it will be a clickable link. And about that, and it's about time to end my show tonight, so I'll get more into honey and other things next week. If you're listening on Friday, what follows my show is Survival Time with Richard McGregor for, for two hours from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific Time, and my show repeats Friday 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Time. The live show tonight, Monday night, following me is Frank for two hours. So God bless you all. Stick around, listen to Frank, and have a wonderful night. Thanks for your prayers, and I'm praying for y'all. Good night.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
food prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch, Recognition Church in Wichita, Kansas, that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.